Oh yeah, use the code name Rogan. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it Save out. Save 10%. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. That was probably the worst one ever. You didn't like that one? DJ Redbeard. Like that one. No, it was, it was interesting. It was definitely uh, you. Definitely threw a curveball. I need to get more sound effects or something. Yeah, you sh- you're fucking awesome. The what you have, buddy? You awesome. have echo, <laughs> have echo and fade. That's all you need, man. That's all you need. It's perfect. It's so old school. Justin, what's up, man? How you doing? Welcome. Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, please. Thank you. Thanks for being on. So you uh, you're the dude who created the shit my dad says Twitter account, which became a cultural phenomenon. It's you, man. Yeah, no, it was crazy. It How'd was you just, do that? I was just I was. You're a bad motherfucker. I was. <laughs> That's, maybe my dad is. I don't know. Is it all really stuff he says, or do you kind of juice it up a little bit I'll every like, now and then? I like edit it to yeah. get it into the 140 characters in Twitter, because like. But it's talks? all his sentiments. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, he he would fucking flip out if i if i he because he checks it like once every two months to make sure it's like stuff that he said (laughs) so i wouldn't how does he feel about this man that's got to be a trip all of a sudden your 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 likeness is being portrayed on television by captain kirk yeah that he that he was like the show is shitty (laughs) <laughs> He's like the television show is shitty, uh, and I don't, I don't totally disagree. Um, but uh, he didn't. He honestly didn't give a shit about William Shatner or the TV show at all. He liked the book that I wrote. He was like into that. He's more into reading than he is watching TV. Have you ever thought about putting a camera on him? Does he want to uh, do that? He would hurl it to the ground. Really? Think, yeah. <laughs> He's not. He's not into that at all. He's, he's like just really that guy. guy. Yeah, I mean, that's he, a weird line, though. You've you've kind of drawn. You know, you've like depicted him. Yeah. Well, I was really worried about telling because I didn't even tell him at first. You know, first <laughs> couple months, I didn't think. I just it was for my friends, so I was like, nobody's gonna see this. So there's no. I shouldn't bother him with it. <laughs> and then when it like blew up and people were like, "Hey, are you interested in doing a book?" I was like, "Well, I should tell my dad first. Well, when did you start the Twitter account? It was crazy. I started in August 2009, and by, I think, like, August 21st, I started August 3rd, by August 21st, I had, like, 300,000 followers. It was nuts. Like, it just wow. went like, viral, and then probably, like, two weeks later, it was at a million. Holy shit. Yeah. It was, it was like, right when Twitter was, like, you remember that, like, Ashton Kutcher raced to a million? You yeah. Know? Like, that yeah. kind of bullshit was going on, and, and so it was, like, it was in the news. Like, if it happened now, I don't know, but, but back then, it was, like, perfect timing. Wow, it's amazing. That's yeah. incredible. So just out of the word of mouth, basically, people just sharing it with themselves. It literally went viral to a million people. Yeah, yeah, it did. I think like it, it was at like ten thousand one day when I went to I, I like went to bed. It was at ten thousand, and then Rob Cordry tweeted it, and then he like tweeted a link like I like this. And who is Rob Cordry? Rob Cordry's like comedian. Uh, he he was like uh, in Hot Tub Time Machine and The Daily okay. Show and stuff. He was just like a I'm sure um, I know him. Though. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you crossed paths with him at some point. And he, he had like a million followers or something. And Damn. so when he tweeted it out, then all of a sudden the next day it was like 100,000. And wow. it just kind of just kept Boom. going faster and faster. And people kept sharing it. And then it was like, all right, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> How old were you when this was going on? 29. Wow. And and what, was, is, what is this like? I mean, you're sitting there, you're going, okay, what do I do, now? What, what, what do, I do with this? Yeah, well, I was living at home. So like wow. I, was, I was writing for Maxim. And I was living at home. I just split up with my uh, girl, or she had split up with me, to be more frank. Damn, <laughs> um, <dude>. and, uh, <laughs> and so I just like didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, because I was just sitting there. Devastated. Yeah, and I was like living in my 
childhood bedroom. It was like really depressing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and then when all this stuff started happening, you know, I'd been writing for a while, and I'd been up here writing and waiting tables and doing all that stuff, and then been writing for magazines the last couple of years before that. And then this guy reached out to me, and he's like, maybe you could, you know, is there, maybe there's a book in this. And so then I started to sort of sit down and write some essays about just stories about me and my f- dad, and then sort of submitted them. How many stories do you have? I got a lot of stories. He's crazy. Um, but uh, for the book, I, I wrote like 12 essays. So like if that book was single spaced and in like normal font, it'd be like nine pages. But <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I that book was like, yeah, around 12 or 13 essays, maybe like 160, 170 pages. And I kind of just tried to keep ones that didn't feel redundant. So is your dad just like always on about everything? Does he always have something funny to say about everything? Is he just that guy all day? Nah, he, he's not. He's not like he'll be just like quiet for two hours and then he'll just like explode on you. Or something. <laughs> um, he just like a lot of shit pisses him off, right. you know. And so, and he doesn't have a lot of people to talk to because he doesn't have any friends except oh, for my wow. mom. Uh, I mean, that's the way he wants it, though. Like he doesn't. He really? Doesn't want, yeah, he really doesn't. He's he's like my best. He's like my best friend lives in Tennessee. I see him once a year. I'm like that's a that's not a good best friend. I think. <laughs> he, well, why is he chosen? That's that's I mean that behavior is. Because uh, why like, would you not want to have friends? He just would rather be able to not say, like say whatever he wanted unfiltered. Uh-huh. Like he always just tells the truth. So you kind of like lose a lot of friends along the really? way. Really, you would think you would gain them. He, the ones he has like two or three and they're super close. Like they're grizzled old guys yeah. that say shit like I'd die for you. <laughs> You're like, when would that ever come up? <laughs> but okay. So yeah, but I mean like he, he he's not so he's not always on, but you know, he's got really like interesting he, he grew up in the south and but he's a doctor. So like he grew up on a farm, he was in the military, he was like a tobacco farmer until he was like, you know, fifteen, sixteen. So you know, I think he's got a unique perspective. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty intense life. But he doesn't want to do anything publicly. He doesn't want to like be, you know, I mean, have you ever interviewed him on anything or? Yeah, you know, I did for this for my second book that came out. I did a I was like, "We well, I was like, you don't want like you have a lot of fans. You want to do a <laughs> you, like nobody gives a shit about me. Like they want to see you. Do you want to like I was like, do you want to do like a video interview or something that's if you buy the ebook, you get like, you know, whatever." And he was like, I'll do it if it's you, me, and the camera. And I'm like, well, what about somebody to run the camera? He's like, fucking, I'm out. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll run the camera and be Really? Inter- yeah. So I was like me turning on the camera and then running over and sitting in the thing and being oh, like. Oh, wow. What is, uh, he just doesn't want another person in the room? He just doesn't get along with people that well. Wow. So he's just a grizzled old dude. Like, I feel like maybe that's how they made him back then. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, like, the thing, the weird thing is if you came up to him on the street, he'd be, like, a perfect gentleman, you know? Right. Like, he'd be totally cool. But he'd be keeping it together. He doesn't really want to talk to you. Not really. He's not going to be rude to to you. He just doesn't really want to. So he picks out a couple of people, like his family, and he's like, this is it. These are the people I talk to. Yeah. I'm not talking to anybody else. Yeah. That's how my grandfather was also. Really? My grandfather was really just, like, one of those, like, scream at your wife, like, doors, get over here, and just, like, not, like, a... (laughs) not a happy <laughs> i grew up with a grandfather who was uh he was a great guy but him and his wife fought like cats and dogs it was crazy my grandparents used to fucking scream at each other they would scream <laughs> at each other that was like four five you know it's like this little monkey watching these crazy old italians don't rush 
me, Joe. Don't you fucking rush me. My grandmother would be <laughs> screaming at my grandfather. I'm like, whoa. That's what I remember. I remember at a very early age going, whoa, the relationships can go this far south? Fuck, man. Dude, I think I feel like people back then, they used to do, like, they'd it's keep it together. Life. Yeah, it's a little harder life, Way and nobody's getting life. divorced as much as they are now. So it's like. Yeah, it's a totally different world, man. It was a dangerous, scary world back then. That was a. Di- you know, they lived, they lived through the world wars, the depression, like that kind of shit. My grandparents came over here during the depression. You know, that's like, that's when they arrived. <laughs> they arrived like right in the middle of the shit. So the fact that they were sane at all, you know, the fact that they m- made it through and had family and actually had those family like go off and, yeah. and uh, survive on their own in the wild. It's incredible. Yeah. I feel like it was, I mean, I know it sounds kind of like cliche to say, but it was just a way harder existence. Yeah. You had to be way tougher. You had to be, you had to be someone who dealt with a lot more tragedy. That's for sure. Yeah. For the most part. You know, you just, you know, I think the world was just a harsher, more, you know, more animalistic place almost back then. People didn't want to hear any, they don't want to hear any bullshit. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. So many people from those really hard eras grew up without much joy, you know. They have, like, funny shit to say, but it's this angry, <laughs> fucked up funny, you know? I know. Well, like, my, my dad was, uh, he grew up on a tobacco farm. Wow. And when he was, like, 10, he worked the farm. When he was, like, 10, he fell off a wagon oh and rolled God. over his arm and it crushed his elbow. Oh. And when they took him to the doctor, the doctors told his dad, he was like, I can amputate his arm and he'll live for sure. Or I can give him, like, these this medication and maybe there's only a 30% chance that he lives. And he said his dad was like, let him die. There's no there's no room in the world for a one-armed farmer. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And that was just, like, how it was back then. The doctor was like, all right, cool. And then <laughs> he just gives him the stuff. You, you, wow. His yeah, but that was said, 10. His dad said, let him die? Yeah, he said, let him die. There's no room in the world for a one-armed farmer. Holy shit. <laughs> Imagine thinking that when you're 10, that you, you, you're not even, no one cares about you. Your arm is broken, and they're like, let him die. Well, as this is how crazy my dad is. When he told me that story, I was like, that's so fucked up. He's like, what are you talking about? He saved my arm. I'm like, are you insane? Oh like, that's what God. you take from that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've been um, watching all these documentaries uh, recently about Neanderthals. You know, and about, uh, you know, there's like people that are talking about like they're pretty much pretty sure that most white people have some percentage of Neanderthal in us. And um, imagine if you, for some reason, had to go back to that time and survive. (laughs) Imagine how hard that would suck to be making spears with fucking rocks and animal sinew. (laughs) I mean, would you just, like, take your clothes off and just walk into the ocean and drown? Would you just give up? I mean, would you even want to get to today? I've actually thought a lot about that because I was, like, I thought about, like, how far back in time I'd have to go to actually be able to invent anything that was cool. (laughs) And I don't know how anything works. I just used it all. If that was the case, yeah, I would just... Oh, do what you say. (laughs) You would think, like, man, do I really... I think your, your survival instincts would kick in. But, you know, you wouldn't have this, you know, this uh, esoteric search for happiness, this deep search for happiness. Like, everybody has, like, I just don't know where I'm at at this point (laughs) in my life. Like, okay, you know why? Because there's no fucking struggle. You're getting through your day, hopping in your Range Rover with your little tiny dog, and there's just no real struggle. Okay, so you're confused, and you're saddened. You might be happier if you were chasing animals with a fucking pointy stick. You, yeah. might, you might be happier if you were running a farm. You might be. Might be, man. 
I mean, you can even see it today in like really shitty countries. Nobody's like, hmm, should I pursue a law degree? You're like, no, yeah. I just want to stay alive. Just, just fucking stay alive. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of weirdness to this life. You know, this life is it, we we might not be set up to handle it. You know, we might not be set up to to deal with all the pressures that technology and society and all this all this information that's coming at us all the time. We might might not be set up for that shit. Well, it's like you were saying before we started, like people get crazy when they get online. (laughs) Yeah. Some people do. It's, uh, some people it's like, they could finally lash out. They could fuck the world back. Like the world's been (laughs) fucking them. You know, they just feel like the world fucks them. Like everywhere they turn, it's like, this is not working out. You know, you, you're, you're looking at television. You're like, that's not my life. You know, you're looking at, the, the reality is m- most people out there are not doing exactly what they want to do. And they, they want to be angry at somebody. And all day, they, most of them work. And if you're working, most of the time, you have to keep your fucking mouth shut. You can't say what you want to say. You can't, you're in an office with a bunch of people. You'd actually get sued for trying to crack jokes. You, know, you can't say anything sexual. You know, if you do, you're going to go to court and you're going to get sued for sexual harassment. It's like this really restrictive environment. And then they get online and they're like, you fucking suck. You fucking (laughs) kill yourself. Drown in AIDS. And it's like this concentrated attack on like Britney Spears or, you know, or anybody. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like this just fucking this this little volcano of hate Ah! that just pops out. It's because these poor fucks live a shit life. I had ones when Shit My Dad Says first started getting popular, and, and uh, like I got a I got a book deal out of it, and uh, I was checking at replies the day it did, and this guy had filled up because you can only have 140 characters per tweet, right? He had filled up like 15 or 20 tweets, just oh. all caps, faggot, the whole way <laughs> down at me. It was just at Shit My Dad Says. It was just nonstop. <laughs> Uh, he like he spent like probably like ten or fifteen minutes just doing nonstop faggot. Oh, there's something funny about that. Oh, Did you dying. laugh? I Are you was laughing? Dying laughing. Oh, that's it was awesome. like I, I took a screenshot of it, sent it to all my friends and stuff. Oh, that's that's fucking great, man. That is great. What a silly bitch. <laughs> is there a, a a tweet that you did that it's your favorite one that you still like look back at and like, man, that was great. And that's you, like one in particular. Yeah, I mean, because like for me, he he said him to me, you know. So I was right. like, there's context to it and right. stuff. And this one time, he, he 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 like loves our dog more than like people, and and he brought our he took the dog to the dog party. And he walked in one day. I'm sitting on the couch, and he's like, he's like, well, I guess uh, we're we're banned from the dog park. And I was like, well, fuck, what happened? He's like, I guess it's okay to bark and it's okay to hump, but if you do both at the same time, it freaks people out. <laughs> it's just like the thought of my dog just like angrily raping other dogs like there. And then my dad, somebody having to come to my dad and say something about it. Like it wasn't what he said that was so funny to me. It was just like that scenario <laughs> made me laugh. That's hilarious. <laughs> You were one of the first uh, uh, Twitter followers that I remember that like was like cool. Like I, I found this 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 the hilarious Twitter, and then my girlfriend I told her at, her at the time, and she was like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing ever!" And she told her <laughs> like, and I just watched it like like become like something I thought I found myself, and then growing to just being everywhere. Ever you were pretty much being retweeted by every single person I know at one point. Uh, have you? Because have you? 
like are you over it now are you have you gotten to a point where you're like i just want to write books now and uh, <laughs> or, or or is it do you are you still in love with twitter uh, doing the twitter thing i mean i gotta be honest like it, it was such a lucky break for me that i sort of just feel i mean it sounds cheesy but i feel just like really grateful for everything that's happened so to me it's never like it didn't wear off and like oh i do this i got this dumb thing here it's like well that fucking made my whole career so right i mean to me i still i don't do it as much but i definitely don't have like that same kind of feeling where it's like i'm over this it's still like something that i really connect with i guess you must have been so psyched you totally hit the lottery it was it was exactly like hitting the lottery it really was it's amazing what did you want to do before you did that did you always want to be a writer yeah i I had worked up here i'd I'd waited tables in la and i like i had sold a screenplay and like quit stupidly quit my job and then had to go back to it after i ran out of money but like i'd been you know struggling as a as a screenwriter for a while and then and uh so this was exactly what i wanted to do you know it was sort of like gifted to me wow and from there you do how do you get this tv deal how does that happen and how do they get william shackner to play your dad and like where did it all go afoul because it's a it's it's fascinating that they found a way to make something that's really funny not that funny no it's true i mean it's really like they, it, that's exactly what happened it's like find the center and pour water um it, it uh you know, it, like I wrote the book proposal and I had sent it out just as a book and the book was just like R-rated like the Twitter feed, you know, but with stories. And then as soon as it got out there, then networks started calling being like, we want to do this. And I remember saying to my, I have a screenwriting partner. I remember saying to him, I'm like, I, I, how could we do this on a network? It, he says, fuck every other word. Like we can't, <laughs> we can't do it on a network. And, and, then I, and then I was like, wait, I need to just shut up and, and just like do this, you know, right. and try and uh, I just, I remember early on, we sat with the standards and practices person at CBS because we ended up, I, I pitched it and we sold to CBS. And, and uh, th- when we sold it, the standards and practices person was like, all right, here's the list of words that you can't say or even like intimate, you know, and uh, intimate. And, and uh, it was like everything he says. And I was like, all right, this is... That's ridiculous. This is going to suck. Having a conversation <laughs> with a standards and practices person can be maddening. Yeah. You're like, what? You can't... What? It's really weird. It's amazing what you can and can't say. What people don't understand is like cable, you can say anything. Yeah. And the only reason why they don't say everything is just their own discretion. It's the idea that sponsors don't want to be on a show that you know says fuck and cunt and whatever so but the fcc doesn't regulate cable yeah it's crazy i mean yeah. it, it was i guess and i also like because after we did that when we got shatner to to set to star in it um i was like well maybe you know like he'll it'll when it coming through his mouth it'll sound different but it was right. just like my dad's like unintentionally funny He's not like cracking jokes really. In sitcoms, you know, it's like set up punchline, set up punchline, and it and it just didn't fit that format at all. I think with HBO and Showtime, I think networks look ridiculous trying to, I agree. trying to just only use limited language. It's like and with movies and like what kind of a fucking stupid anti-evolutionary concept is that? Are we going to pretend forever that these words are forbidden? Like really? <laughs> We're living in 2012 with the internet, and we've got forbidden words. You can't broadcast them, and if they, if you do, they can come and take your numbers. Who will take your numbers away? <laughs> you know what the fuck kind of science fiction movie is this? There's certain sounds you can't make with your mouth; they're illegal. 
even though they're indistinguishable from you know other words that you can get away with saying i mean everybody knows exactly what the fuck you're talking about but if you say it with a certain sound certain sound that comes out of your mouth like, I, I, I think so it's getting stupid. better it's but it's still the same you can't say cunt on television yeah but i, yeah, bet, you can't I bet say you can't say she's a cunt because sometimes someone's a cunt you know you can't say that you could never say that on television no there's no substitution never. if there's no substitution for that word in the right context the right form you should be allowed to use it do you think it's it w- the right word god do, damn it do you think it would happen though i think it would happen like they, right before a woman it? becomes president that will probably go through <laughs> the, the <continuity. laughs> so never so never we have it's, this cunt legislation we're gonna pass you should be able to use all the words so it's so stupid it should always be about intent what is, what is your intent what are you what are you trying to say it shouldn't be about words it shouldn't be about magic words that's craziness you're, you're artificially giving these words power and making them ridiculous and eliminating them from all discourse during the day. You know, while you're at the business, you can't be, you know, this fucking cunting coffee machine. You can't say that. That's why when a, like that old guy that was uh, selling Winnebago's, you remember that dude? Yes. I remember Another the, viral the sensation. Video. You ever seen that, Brian? Yeah. The guy's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Why is he awesome? Because he's a fucking nice guy trying to sell with a big old. He said, that's fucking shit. I'm fucking, can't remember this fucking piece of shit. And of course I fuck my lines up. You know, he gets going crazy. It's really fun to watch because you're looking at this guy who's like this buttoned down poor fuck who can't swear during the day. And you get to see like it's I think it's like real moments. Yeah. So that's what's enjoyable. So when I see like a bullshitty sanitized thing on network TV, you're like, yeah. well, that's not how real people talk. Or how, act but how all. weird must it have been for you? Because you this is coming from your dad, who's fucking hilarious to you. And, you know, so in, in, inspiring to you, that you. You write all this shit down and put it out to people. People respond to his exact words. The millions of them do get onto your Twitter and follow you. So it's very obvious that that combination in the exact form works. But they're like, no, no, no. You got to scrub it with bleach. You just got to keep scrubbing it with bleach <laughs> until you have like this dead version of what it could have been. It's so uh, stupid. Yeah. I mean, that's the, uh, uh, it's exactly kind of so how it stupid. Felt. So dumb. They're the same people, you dummies. The same people that subscribe on Twitter are the same people that would watch the TV show. Are the same people that would buy the products that they're they're pitching in their commercials. It's the same fucking people. To pretend it's not, and you're just you're gonna do something different by not saying fuck. It's just it's so dumb. And it's, it, yeah, it was especially frustrating because like the Twitter feed had done really well, and then the book came out, and the book did like really really well. And I was like, all right, so the two things that stay tr- exactly true to what it are have done well. And then they're like, all right, but we're going to change it. And we're going to. And I'm just I think, largely at fault, just like anyone else. I was like, maybe it can work. Yeah, of course. You wanted to believe it would work. You, you hit the lottery. All of a sudden, yeah. you have a TV show. Of course. You wanted to believe it would work. I mean, I'm talking total utopian society, obviously. But I just got to feel like that has to be one of the things that fucks us up. It has to be. When, when language is restricted and there's certain words that actually have magical powers, like if you say them, someone without doing anything physically, if you say them, people can actually lock you up and fine you and do all sorts of things to you if you say them under the, you know, the jurisdiction of the airwaves. That's, that's, that's insanity. That's a crazy yeah. notion. And the fact that we accept that, it's almost like you accept that. You accept censorship in any form. You're going to accept 
all the other craziness that goes along with being governed as well. It's like it's important to make it all ridiculous. Yeah. Like this magic word thing might actually be a key component to keeping people closed-minded. If you can really convince people that there are magic words, it's such a dumb idea. It might be like a mind prison. You know, <laughs> it just locks you. It locks you up in logic to the point where you're 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 unable to analyze the rest of the world. It's like this complex thing of don't say cunt, and you know, it's like this locked idea the segment in your brain you're a box which you choose to only operate in Could yeah be. it's so crazy it's funny too because like on regular basic cable tv like sometimes they'll be like the you know hispanic station or whatever and they're saying their version of fuck and shit and pussy and cunt are they really yeah they are but it's in spanish and so it's just, just because i we you know most people don't understand that language then it's cool <clears throat> i gotta learn spanish that's what it is i gotta learn spanish <laughs> Fucking, it's just so stupid, man. It's like, that's why people are so uh, turning to the internet. You know, that's a terrible sentence, but that's why I think the internet has so much appeal to, especially to younger people. It's like, if you grow up with it, it's really hard to go sitcom after you go, you know, like the styleproject.com. Do you ever been to Style Project? No, uh uh-uh. He was like the original, right? Style? Yeah, he's he, one of them. He was one of the original, like, if there was something fucked up out there on the internet, he would have it on his website. If some new shit went down, you'd go to his website and he would have it. Whatever it was, like, like crazy videos, execution shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, oh, yeah, naked yeah, yeah. girls. All the most fucked up things <laughs> right. that dude would have it. But it's, you know, it's out there. If you want to look, it's out there. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, I think pretending like it's not out there does no one any favors. It's not helping anybody. These, these fucking uh, these stupid shows where you're not allowed to use all the words. Like, wow. Enough already. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is like, it just feels, like you said, especially dated It's insulting. Right now, it's insulting. You know? it, there's, there's, how many wars are going on simultaneously? And we want to pretend that like words are bad. It's, it's, so, it's so anti-evolutionary. Yeah. It's so stupid. That there's forbidden words. I mean, that's it's such, such a dumb premise that, like, if you just accept that, and that becomes a major part of your society when you're talking about your ability to communicate, that becomes a major point. And then it's like, well, wait a minute, these words are totally forbidden. You can get arrested for them only if you use them in in one certain way, if you broadcast <laughs> them. But you can use them and reach the same amount of people if you do it on cable or the internet. That's cool. That's okay. But so it's only censored in one way, but in this one way, it's like really bad for you. Like if you get caught, like going on yeah. the news, and going, listen, you cunty cunts, like they'll take a lot of money from you. They could fine you. You like, you're forcing people to hear that. Like, the, the, so there's something to that. The fact that you planned it, it's probably like some first degree type activity. You know, they could probably like fine you for a really substantial amount of money for purposely using magic words on, on the radio or on television. They, that's got to that's maddening yeah it's funny when i uh, i was promoting this book um i wanted to s- you can send out a tweet that's like promoted so that all of your followers will definitely see it because you know people log in at different times and you miss tweets and all that kind of stuff and so i sent out this tweet it was just a quote from my dad and then it had like buy the book blah 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 after and it had like shit or fuck in the quote i can't remember and twitter was like oh well we can't we can't promote that. We can't show that. And I'm like, but you're showing it to people who already subscribe to my feed. Like it's shit. My dad says in the, in the title and they're like, yeah, but we can't have, we can't, uh, put something on somebody's feed that has any profanity. I'm like, but it's my fucking, they're already, 
so- they're already following me. I'm just making sure they see. It's like it's bananas. Like it's, it makes no sense. And that's and they're like worried they're going to get sued. You know. I, I hope that that's something that the internet's going to dissolve. Well, it, it's going to because like that's what NBC is not going to be a television channel in five years. It's going to be NBC.com. It's it's Probably, killing it's right? killing the the live television broadcast. Which I know it seems crazy, but it's NBC is not going to have money broadcasting and spending all that money when it's going to be everyone's going to be on the internet. You know. Well, you know, some shows I think will be successful because it costs a lot of money to make them. Yeah. Things like um, Game of Thrones, like that. The you know that's that's a really you need a studio. Studio. You need a, a bunch of bad yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, but that's not broadcasting. together, what I'm saying right. Well, and that's, that's what's that's what's keeping the language. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's that it's the language is only because of fr- live free broadcast, tel- like NBC, right. ABC, CBS. But it's still, I think you're right. I mean, even for a network show, if you if you really want to, like, it costs a lot of money to do that. Yeah, I was going to say Lost. I was going to say Lost. You need you would need like a real studio to make Lost. So I, I mean, they're going to have to figure out a way to make money. Doing it that way, I guess. I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen? No, that's what I'm. I'm saying that the only thing that's keeping censorship and and shit like that mm. off of of television is the, the those channels, right? And once that's and you gone, think that they're going to go though. You think they're be just they're going to become an HBO. They're going to become an HBO, a cable, a a. Well, you're a, you're deep in the thing. television industry. You actually like produ- what, what did you, what did you executive produce that show or something like yeah, that? Writer and yeah. executive produce. How does it work? Is it, are we on to that? Is that? I think I think what's going to end up. I mean, what the fuck do I know? But I think it's. Uh, gonna end up being where you can just subscribe to each channel, channel. right? So right. if you don't have the the good shows people want, then fuck you, you die. Well, right? I think you know for some folks it would be advantageous to to stick with the way they do it now and like not swear. You know, there's probably a lot of people out there that probably like Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman type TV shows, right. and like there's a lot of money in selling those people things. But how do they do that? How do they balance that and have like good comedy at the same time? Because if you really want to have good comedy, unless you're some Larry David type genius that can create something like Seinfeld, you know, most yeah. of them, just, you're so straddled down as to what you could have really said and talked about. There's some good, you know? I mean, the fucking news radio is one of them. I mean, there's shows. That was a the- lucky, crazy experience, man. They, they snuck in and we all snuck in and barely got by every year. Like the show like never took on, took off at all until it was canceled. And then it did like really good and like repeats. Right. But it was a perfect combination of a really funny show, like a super lucky position to be in, you know, where it's just, but it, and realizing that that's, that's not even really enough. Like you have to have someone who, like they have to like promote you. You have to get out there. It's, it's a weird, the world of uh, creating a sitcom and the, the navigating the waters of where you are at in the lineup and. It's a very, very, very tricky situation for success. Yeah, and they and they also pump like I I've, I was on a show I wrote on a show last year that got canceled on CBS after two episodes and it was a fucking terrible show. It was a disaster. Some of them were so bad it's scary. Yeah, this one this one was was like that. It wasn't really. It, it just was one of those things where it was just a huge clusterfuck and and they spent. I mean, this one spent fifty hundred million dollars like in early promotion for this stuff. Yeah, and then two episodes. Just boom, gone. <laughs> it's crazy how they do that, and it happens all the time. That's why they're so like hands on about shit. Yeah, you know that's why they're they're you know it's expensive to make a pilot, man. 
Yeah, no. I was a part of a super expensive pilot once where they made a fake jungle set. Wow. It was yeah. It was uh by the same guy who produced uh news radio, <clears throat> Paul Sims. It was called Overseas or something like that. I think it was called Overseas. And uh, it was crazy expensive to make, man. They had a, a whole, like, b- big fucking studio space. It was trees, and they had a pond. They had a fucking pond. <laughs> it was so crazy, like, that we were going to do this and pretend. I mean, I don't know if it would have worked at all. Was it a comedy? Yes, it was a comedy. Like, Lost, but... No, no, no. It was like, um, I, don't, I don't remember the premise. The premise was something like I went over there for one reason, but I got stuck because I have a, a good heart or something like that. And next thing you know, I'm overseas. Whatever. <laughs> Ter- you know, it's just, the, it's a vehicle to develop yeah, comedy. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, the, the, I, I don't remember it was like they were working with orphans. I don't know what the fuck it was that we were over there doing. But this 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 idea that they would spend so much money on this pilot. I mean, to to make this fucking set alone, it was ridiculous. It was so big. It was a fucking fake jungle, you know. And like, why? How much is this going to cost? How much is this going to cost all the time? You got to maintain this fake jungle you have out there. <laughs> you got to drain all that water, otherwise the mosquitoes are going to grow yeah. in it. The fuck are you doing? But man? that must mean you know when it works, it must oh, yeah. they make just bucket loads of money when well when you find out like what seinfeld earned you know yeah. i don't want to blow up his spot but that dude made some money yeah. and you go whoa like a real hit like a seinfeld there's that's like you, they're printing money it's just whoa it's like it's crazy yeah. it's like what do you what they like came up to a little boy how much money do you want i want a hundred billion <laughs> all right here's a hundred billion <laughs> wow it's it's so crazy that you can make that kind of money from a sitcom yeah it's funny i was on i was working at warner brothers at the time when charlie sheen was going batshit right oh that must have been awesome it was crazy because you'd <laughs> sometimes see him and it was like bizarre Ow! but I, you saw him like come in and it's whacked i out. saw him one time banging on the studio door there was no one there though and i just fucking kept driving on my golf cart because i was like i don't want to i don't even want to be witness to this like whatever but it was making him so much money and i remember people were like is it gonna come back is it not gonna come back i'm like dude it's coming back they'll figure they'll make a fucking cgi charlie sheen and they'll come back because it's making so much money for people well it's interesting that they just moved on to ashton kutcher and everybody's like that's cool we'll take it like still really funny we like it we don't need you, Charlie. Is it doing good now? I don't even know. I heard it was doing really good. Yeah, I think it's still. I think like it's a big doing hit great. Yeah, oh. I think it's doing great. It's weird. Well, Ashton Kutcher's funny. You know, he can act. He's a handsome fella. Great bone structure. You <laughs> very know? good bone I think, structure. I think that would be like very pleasing to the ladies. You know. I think they like it. I think I think it worked out well. They got you know Charlie. Charlie's a little crazy. He probably turned a lot of those gals off. <laughs> you know like i want to support the show but that charlie sheen and his behavior it's a conundrum you know i don't want to support that oh joe <laughs> i'm sorry no i was gonna change the subject to completely so well, i don't do it now <laughs> well you did you fuck <laughs> you derailed it we're in the middle of a good goddamn charlie sheen fi- trying to break down charlie sheen figure out what's really going on yeah. <laughs> I was thinking because you have Sheen fever, I just something popped in my head right now, and I was like, "Oh, I remember we had that conversation of all these people that have been telling me they would fuck George Clooney, like guys that we know, and I couldn't remember who. And right. I think one was Brendan Walsh. Or, I just remember Sam Tripley said he would fuck Obama if he could. Oh Jesus! You, wow. I don't think you're even supposed to say that. <laughs> yeah, you get You can't say that, dude. Don't say that. Well, I, I was told. I, I didn't yeah. say it. You just I, I really flag. don't think you can even. <laughs> 
that. Yeah. <laughs> like have sex with the, the president. Yeah, that's one of those Same things. Be, you're, you're kind of like you, you're not allowed saying that you can. It, it is illegal to state that you would want to uh, like assassinate or do harm yeah. to. But I think it's probably rape in the butt is probably in there too. No, no. If, I think you know? I think what Sam <laughs> means like if I don't think, if, I think it's under the same umbrella. Yeah, I don't sure. think that, that's like a terrorist threat, dude. I think what Sam was saying is that that Obama would want to have sex with him, and oh, like if he was like if Obama love. came to him and like came up and was like, I don't even yeah, think you're allowed to imply that, especially considering the fact that he's married and he has children. Well, it's if probably he, illegal to yeah, imply I, that. It's probably there's no assault on way, character. Or yeah, something. you can't fuck Obama in any way. Yeah, you really. I'm alone, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't. Oh, I want to. I want to stay, stay for the record that I did not. Want, I'm not the one that said it. Sam Tripoli did. Yeah, he shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> that's, that's smart. <laughs> that's not people. They go. There's no need for that guy. Why is that guy around? Yeah. Just, what is? What kind of ideas? Yeah, is he yeah. Planting out there in society. You don't want to be the list with the under the heading of people who said they'd fuck Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's a small list too. Yeah. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I bet it's like, not. Look, by the time they get to me, oh, there's only five people that said it. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I bet one out of every girl, every two girls, would want to have sex with Obama. Fifty percent. Well, if you put it that yeah, way, 50%. smoothie. <laughs> Oh, I, I was thinking in my head, what would it be? Like one out of three, and I was like, no, one. It's one funny when you have to figure out a, a fake number on yeah. the fly. I bet about eighty percent of the people. Would you say no, half? No, ninety percent. You think fifty percent of the population if, of women would want to fuck Obama? Yeah, if they if no one could find out. <sighs> yeah, this would be a lot. It'd be a big number. First of all, if you know, if they both were like on a, on a deserted island or something like that, if you got them into yeah. some cr- crazy fantasy situation, Obama might be able to fuck ninety nine percent of the women. <laughs> yeah, on that's Earth. like king of the hill. You know? Yeah, he wins. Like, yeah, it's like there's probably some gay women who would fuck him. Oh, for sure. For sure. Just yeah. for the story. You know? Especially the gay women that are gay because, like, every guy they ever met's an asshole. There's those gays, too. <laughs> you know? They, there's, they, there's, they, they, they I call them give-up gays. The, the surrender, yeah. Girls just meet too many douchebags. and like, I give up. I'm going gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> girls will do that. And they can do that, man. See, I think what, what Sam's thinking is that, like, Obama would get one room at the W, and then he would get the, the one that's connected to it, you know, and they would just both unlock it in the, mor- in the middle, and then Sam would come in there, with, like, wearing no clothes and just start, you know, like, going down on Obama. Something like that. Oh, that's Jesus. what I, th- I think that's illegal, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, you're going to have a drone flying above your head, stupid. Why don't you just stop, man? You really need to stop. I think, well, I didn't say it. Sam Tripoli. What, whoever this guy is that you're trying to send up the river by talking through his mouth. Maybe what he said then, you should have told him, listen, my friend, how about you keep this fucking shit to yourself? Or we're all going to wind up in the yeah. Guantanamo Bay. Maybe that's journal material. Yeah. Maybe don't sh- They're going to dress you up in a burqa, dude, and stick you in a box. And you're just gonna disappear. And this is all allegedly. I don't remember what you can't exactly. Talk like that, man. I, I, I don't know what. I know that Sam said he wants to have. He would have sex with Obama. But I, well, I think I, it had to be mutual. And yeah, I think that, is that even I think wrong he's trying to be funny, and I don't think he was successful. Uh. <laughs> That's what I say. I say it's just ridiculous <laughs> having sex with the president. How dare you? But it's okay, okay to say having sex with Bill Clinton right now, right? Yes. Yeah. You no could say. You could say like if you're a girl, like you'd like to. You do whatever Will you want Clinton. to. Yeah. Suck Clinton's dick. You know, There's a list for that, that too, but you don't get in trouble. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no, I think, I think it's Everybody okay. just keeps it on the hush-hush now. <laughs> they know what happens when it gets out. You don't want that. You don't want to be Lewinsky. Hmm. 
<laughs> no, but yeah, that's so crazy. Like even today, like you say her name, I was like, oh, come on the dress. She yeah, got a fucking cigar. Yep, like, that's yeah. it. Boom, shalak lock, boom. Yeah, what done. a nutty time, man. What a strange time in our world where everything got so desensitized that everyone in the world was uh, able to get the information that there was cum on the dress and that she <laughs> sucked on its cock. Like there was no question. So everybody talked about the whole country. The whole country, she sucked his cock and come on the dress. She sucked his cock. I mean, it was a, a, a national dialogue. The oh, first yeah. time ever that any distinct sexual act between someone of royalty, a president of the United States of America, was even engaging with some sort of sex. But outside of his marriage and with a 20-year-old chick that just works there, oh, my God, he's a lokester. <laughs> Like, this isn't a guy in a band. This is the fucking president of the United States. And he's going, like, straight Mick Jagger on this chick. That's that's incredible, right? If you really stop and think about it. it. Yeah. I, you know what's funny? I never thought of it like that, but it really is. It's like, that's the Changed story. Our like, world. The bassist from Boston has that story, but, like, not, not the... Yeah, exactly. So the basis from Boston is perfect. That's perfect. More than a feeling. <laughs> yeah, man. We our whole world changed. It was like, okay, okay, okay. What is really going on? And people didn't guy? give a fuck, really. Well, they didn't because he was doing a good job yeah. as a president. And they're like, well, listen. Everybody heard the stories about John F. Kennedy, and how about that? Most of these guys, in order to get to that position, you got to be some kind of a freak. You got to be some kind of a crazy guy that wants to be at the head and the lead of even. If if it's for the right reasons, even if it's like with co complete uh, good justice and grace and you're doing it all the right way to, to get to the very top, to the to tippity, tippity, tippity top, you got to be a little crazy. You just got to. Yeah. You got to be to even want to be there. To even want to be the guy who runs shit, you got to be to be the guy who says, this, I know there's 300 million people, but everybody sit the fuck down because I'm going to talk now. Yeah. Only me to 300 million and I'm your leader. I'm the leader. I'm the leader of 300 million people. <laughs> what are you talking about? How is that possible? This is a crazy position to be in. You have to be a crazy person to acquire that position. You have to be crazy to chase it. Yeah, I mean, if you heard any of your friends be like, I want to lead 300 million people, you'd be like, you're a fucking psychotic narcissist. Yeah, you'd be <laughs> out of your fucking mind. Get out of here, stupid. <sighs> It just, it's almost like the job only exists for people who are like real live superheroes who are really going to try to change the world and people are completely full of shit. Like, that's it. It's the only, <laughs> it's the only room. It's, there's no room for anything else. There is not a lot of middle there. It's like, yeah, it's like people who aren't even a real person. They just go into, they, you know that game that you play where you try to almost touch hands you know, you try to like see it like back right, up right. and try to see how, how much you can keep it together, like how close, close you can get and anticipate each other's movements. That's what they do. But they're, they're line steppers. That's what's going on. Yeah, that's like, it's, it's, it's just takes a huge ego. Yeah, you got to be crazy. Yeah. The, the idea that you're going to run that whole giant mass of humans, that's nuts. You gotta be fucking crazy to <laughs> even attempt that. Because even the dumbest, smallest decision you make every day affects tons it's of insane. people. It's insane. Well, they all go gray, like almost instantly. Yeah. The first couple of weeks, they're like, uh, like the the fucking pressure of you know saluting people, and you're in a fucking Air Force One, and you're flying around the world, and you realize the reality of what's really happening. 
you know, and you, you, you hear the body counts and you, you hear the, the numbers counts, the how much money and the defense contractor budgets and this fucking craziness and that craziness and they're using drones and now you got to go on TV and pretend Osama bin Laden just got killed. <laughs> you know, they didn't kill Osama bin Laden. Shut the fuck up. That guy had been dead forever. <laughs> That was that was one of the dumbest things ever. Really, yeah, we, you, yeah, you, you we really killed him and then we drowned him. You really, really we think that? We treated him body. We got no pictures because we don't want him to know. Do you I, really think that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe it. I say horse <laughs> I love shit. how you always believe the opposite on I so many, many things. <laughs> yeah, but that one, that one I say horse shit. The reason why I say horse shit is because uh, there was so many people that were saying that guy was dead already. They were saying that he was undergoing dialysis. They were saying... Right, yeah, like a big fucking kidney machine. Yeah, and then there's it. other people that have said there's photos they, they're using that they say there's one video of the guy watching television in, in his, his apartment, and it's like Ob- it's, it looks like it's uh, Osama bin Laden. They're saying, no, 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 that's my friend. I know this guy. This guy doesn't, he looks like him. Everybody looks like him when they get to be a certain <laughs> yeah. age. You know, I mean, they all look like Osama bin Laden at a certain age. They get crazy beards. <laughs> like, you know, that's just a certain look. And there's not a lot of distinct features in a fucking giant beard. That's racist, you know? Joe. You're it's being, true. You're, you're I mean, being when racist. I have my own beard, when I grow my beard out, it covers your whole face. It's like this big, crazy mass of hair. Yeah. And everybody with a big, crazy mass of hair looks pretty fucking similar. You know, just most of it's just crazy hair. So he's like, this is not Osama Bin Laden. This is my friend. I know him. <laughs> I was at his house the other day. I don't know if they really did, but I think that would be a story that if <laughs> I, if I, you know, wanted to release the fact that Osama Bin Laden was dead, I would hold on to it for a while. Then I pretend. Maybe they needed, they needed to shoot some other people there that were not supposed to be shooting. Maybe that was, that's what was going on. And then they, then they were like, oh, we got him. Maybe, maybe they were just testing out some new fucking ways to jack people. <laughs> and it went awry. You know, they crashed a helicopter. They're like, look, we got some good news and bad news. The bad news is we crashed a helicopter. The good news is we just killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Meanwhile, they had that dude on ice. They were waiting. Like, we need, we need a time when we're going to break out this and just use it. This is our get out of jail free pass. Right. It's got like a special button he pushes. In the yeah, and they fucking they open up the freezer. <laughs> Don't they bring out this frozen popsicle Osama bin Laden and they take some pictures with him. Come on, man! And then they <laughs> throw him in the water. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, all right. I believe you. You don't have to show me anything. That was the weirdest thing. That was the weirdest thing to me. Was just like they went through this crazy thing of like, ha- like searching for years and years and years right. to get him. They're like. But then they're like, you know what? We got to get him in the water, like now. Yeah. Well, what was really frightening to me was uh, when all the people were cheering, like on the streets oh, yeah. in, in like D.C. near the Capitol, and they were going USA, USA. And I was, wa- and I was like, wow, how many of those people are getting paid to do that? First of all, is it are they like professional cheerleaders <laughs> that they brought in from like the most communist schools possible? They like sent them in, got everybody like fired up about USA. USA. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it was packed, and the funny thing is, like they, it, they would, they wanted to show it, like on CNN and stuff. But then every once in a while, it'd be like a, the most drunk frat dude ever, like come up and be like, yeah, <laughs> just like double bird oh, the yeah. camera. <laughs> Justin, in your well, profession- becomes a um, sorry, it becomes a um, um, you know, a cultural event. You know, it's yeah. like it's one of those. It's like where a, were you? Yeah, it's like the you know the death of uh, our enemy. That's a huge. It's a huge ticket to pull out. Yeah. What were you going to say? Nothing. Nothing <laughs> at all? I was just wondering, who do you think killed Biggie? Oh. 
I, you know what? I, <laughs> I think he's alive and Tupac's alive and they live in Sweden. I like the way you think, dude. Logic, reason, <laughs> you're putting it all together. <laughs> um, are, you, are you like politically active at all? Like, do you look at this Obama and yeah, I mean, Mitt Romney election? I, and Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I have like my own like views on it. I always think like I'm, I'm never like informed enough to like engage with like if somebody gets like crazy, then I'm like, all right, I'm out. Really I'm talking about. <laughs> like, uh, you know, well, like, the, de- the, the defense contractor started the situation yeah. back in the 84. Oh, oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. You I mean, play like, like it's a sport. The biggest thing <laughs> I find like creepy is like uh, uh, Romney just kind of reminds me of one of those guys who's like just like selling you a mattress that just like, yeah, you'll love it. And I'm like, anything you want to hear, he'll tell you. Yeah. So I'm always like, uh. He almost has no shot. He almost has no shot because of the fact that it's going to come out when they start the debates and, you know, the real rhetoric and hate starts flying when it gets, you know, closer and closer to November. His dad was born on a fucking farm, like a, like a, a cult in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's so crazy because I had read that and then I was like, well, why isn't that out? Who, and I'm who's like, the first one that told us about this, Brian? Was it Bolelli? Daniel Bolelli? Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, Daniele Bolelli was telling us about, about that. Um, it's, they have these places where they decided they wanted to keep polygamy going. So they moved to Mexico, set up shop. They had whole communities in Mexico. Yeah. And that's where Mitt Romney's dad was born. It's crazy. And, and just the other, <laughs> the other day, he was just like, he was like, listen, my, he was talking to this crowd. He's like, my dad's from Mexico. Like, I understand where you, you guys are coming from. Sort of. And I was thinking, like, well, I bet your experience is a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're out there with fucking with Pedro pounding corn into flour tortillas. Get the fuck out of here, bitch. You're yeah. living on a crazy farm where everybody gets to fuck 100 women. Yeah. He wasn't working in mean, a fucking maquinadora. I mean, he was like... <laughs> I mean, we're not hating, man, you know? I think it's a ballsy-ass move to move to another country and set up shop. You know, that's what the, the Mormons decided to do. That's a ballsy fucking move. Imagine how much you must like having three wives be like, fuck it, I'm moving to Mexico. <laughs> that's fucking, but that's the old way. The old way. They can't take away the God's <laughs> way. Here it is written. Just a, really, it's the, it's that's the one that's so obviously showing its pimp hand. Whenever you get like the <laughs> I want five wives or unlimited amount of wives, right. like, come on, man, what's really going on? He yeah. shows his pimp hand. Have you ever thought about trying it ever? Like I, I've thought about it many times. Like, having like man three. would love to have like a harem. You know, like the way the the Sultan of Brunei allegedly rocks it. I always found that to be the most fascinating. Because he's not married to any of those. Girls. No, he has apparently this. You know, when you talk about like Forbes five hundred or who's like got the most money, I don't even think they include royal families. I think like these guys have like unreported income. I, I think they're they're like they're beyond right. our calculations of what's possible when it comes to wealth. And what I've heard some people do that have like this kind of money, let's, let's not say any names at all. I heard that they will go and pay like the hottest women on the planet, like girls who are like professional models. They just pay them insane amounts of money. Like any girl, g- g- really beautiful girls that maybe have posed nude somewhere and, and just he'll find them and so just say, offer it to them. They offer them crazy money. And so, so they have to do it. They, well, they feel like they have to do it. And the next thing they know, they go there and they're a part of like a disco. The guy has his own private disco. <laughs> 
And so it's fucking badass, too, because you're talking about someone with insane amounts of money, like insane wealth. Everything is gold, gilded, perfect craftsmanship, the finest food. Yeah, the, it's not the, the fucking most battle pro- ranch. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes down there, and it's just him. <laughs> you know, and he's got you know his gold underwear on, and he's moving through the crowd, and he's paid all of these women essentially to have sex with him at his choosing, whenever he likes, whenever he likes, he just chooses. So you might fly there and never fuck him. Yeah, yeah. He might not like you. He might not be into that. He just wants a bunch of them there that are unbelievably hot. And you know, depending on who you listen to or which different dude who is rocking it this way, you know, they would they would have like thirty women just waiting. And they're like penthouse pets. <laughs> they're like fucking like legit hot models. You they're, cannot. They're hate. like the top of the food. <laughs> I wish I wish that man would write a book. You know, just like you want to talk about being a baller. I mean, if that guy wrote a book. Like that's so Let me cool. tell you how I rock it. That's the, <laughs> that's the name of his book. Let me tell you how I chapter rock one, it. Chapter one, the disco. <laughs> chapter one. This is what you would do if you had, you know, a fucking trillion dollars or whatever this guy has. <laughs> He's like, to pay them a half a million dollars a year is nothing. It's nothing. I was reading this thing that said, like, Vladimir Putin had, like, he just collected a bunch of hot chicks and had them play... Like horse polo naked, he's just like, I'll, I want you all to play horse polo, but just naked. <sighs> he's an animal. <laughs> but you don't get to be a guy like Putin unless you you've been a part of some shit. Yeah, you've been a part of some shit. That's a manly man. He's a scary dude. No, he doesn't give a fuck. Imagine if Putin was mad at you for some shit. How how fucking trippy that would be. How terrifying that would be. You have to f- go to like the <laughs> other side of the world. Yeah, you got to you got to move to the Philippines. Become a kickboxer or something. He kind of fucking. You better run, bitch. You don't want to be hanging around while that guy's mad at you. No, he he probably. I mean, he did, he got to where he was just like straight bully power. I don't know what he did, but you know, he scares the shit out of me. Yeah, no, I remember. You know, Matt Damon had a, a really interesting uh, interview where he was talking about Sarah Palin. And uh, Matt Damon is a very astute politically, very, very well-read guy, too, like surprisingly intelligent, you know. You see him in movies, you think he's always a really good actor, but then you hear him talk, and you're like, this guy's very bright and very well-read. And he had this great analogy about Sarah Palin being like a Disney movie, and that all of a sudden, this woman, you know, with her, her moxie is going to, you know, stand up to the evil Russians, you know. <laughs> And it was like, you know, I need to, and he was saying like, I need to know, does she really think the earth is less than 10,000 years old? I really, I need to know this, you know? And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you do need to know. We all need to know that. That changes some decisions. When you're <laughs> fuck like, yeah, it does. 10,000 years ago, nothing. There's a lot of people that, that think that. That's the new earth idea. I mean, we're talking about millions of people. I know. That's a, there's a lot of people that, it might be tens of millions that believe that. When you start believing that, I wonder, like, this just changes your decision-making on everything. Yeah, yeah. They're so godded up. It's just such, a, it's a, such an extreme, like, belief to, to be that godded up. It's one thing to have an idea that, you know, there's some sort of, feels like there's a force that controls the universe. Maybe there's a goal that we're all attending to. Maybe there's, maybe there's a, 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 a next wave of understanding after this is over. And just like a psychedelic experience, it'll all make sense. Maybe, 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 maybe. But 
but your idea is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> your idea about a fucking dude in the cloud and, and he died and he came back from the dead. What the fuck are you saying, man? Have you seen the the creation museum out here in uh in in pomona no i did not know it was there was one in pomona i was gonna go to the one that's on the other side of the country yeah like kentucky or yes the other it's supposed to be amazing dude there's one out here it's not as good as the one over there How but big it's is like it? it's pretty decent size i gotta man. write this down it's still pretty decent sized and it's like uh it's like jesus riding dinosaurs oh no it does <laughs> like, not have jesus riding it dinosaurs does. it has jesus riding a dinosaur like a oh, like a, a full sculpture it's like Jesus riding a you know a raptor, and it's in Pomona. Yeah, it's like it's like out east here. I think it's in Pomona. I, I How many people are going to see that? Like as a goof, is it most? You know, when I was there, it did not seem like I was like me and a couple people were there as a goof, and then it seemed like everybody else was like kind of into it. And it was like, <laughs> they were like, uh, you know, it was like a nonprofit organization just about like Jesus riding dinosaurs and shit. It was weird. It was weird. Wow. That is so crazy, man. Yeah. It was, the people were into it, man. They were like, fuck yeah, Jesus rode that. Jesus rode dinosaurs. How dare you? <laughs> I like that they were like, because at first, before there was dinosaur bones, they were just like, you know, no problem. They were like, Jesus lived, blah, blah, blah. And then the dinosaur bones came and they needed to come up with an answer. So I like that they went with like, yeah, Jesus just like wrote him. <laughs> it's like, I would have gone with something else. Like maybe Jesus was scared of him, kept him over in a pen or something. The whole young earth theory is so spooky. It's, it's just, it's so weird that you can get people to believe something like that. It's so weird that no matter how many scientists will have these elaborate descriptions of how the Earth cooled over billions of years and matter changed and the atmosphere changed in different forms of life and there were mass extinctions and here's the fossil record. Nope, not <laughs> buying it. No, horseshit, bad science. <laughs> I have a book written by people who swear that the world is flat and the sun is 17 miles away. I'm going to let that one influence me. I think it it's all stems from just people being freaked out about dying. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a big part of it, man. It's you need something, you know. Like, I have a four-year-old daughter who's just started to ask questions, like, what happens when you die? You know, and that's what they, they start thinking. And it's a scary idea for a little kid. And it's, yeah. you know, the idea of uh, heaven and God is uh, a very comforting one for, for people. It's almost like... Even if it doesn't exist, it's a very useful tool because it actually does provide people with a feeling of relief. You know, if you can, it's like, you, it's almost like if you can suspend disbelief for a movie, you could suspend a little for Jesus and just kind of go along with it and it'll provide you with like a framework where you can, you know, you can make sense of life. It'll, you know, carry you to whatever the fuck it is when it ends. So what do you, what do you tell her? That's a, it's a very interesting conversation. Um, I, I tell her that no one knows what happens when we die and that some people believe that you go to heaven. And, and then we discuss what would heaven be. And then I said, you know, no one really knows what happens, but people hope that you go somewhere and everything is beautiful and perfect. So my wife is explaining this to her, and as, as she becomes more and more frantic about who's going to die, it becomes more and more ridiculous. Like, you no, know, in heaven, you get whatever you want. You right. want a TV, <laughs> you can watch. It starts off as like a rational sort of conversation. And then I realize, what am I doing? She's four. 
Like, this is like a fucking serious concept <laughs> to try to digest for a four-year-old. And I'm like, let's go over the potentials for what heaven would be. That seems like a better way to direct. You should have just said you, you become a star, and then like you know when you're 13, just go, hey, you know that star shit. You're not. You you you, you gotta know. wait till they're 13. <laughs> By then she'll be pregnant, Brian. Okay, you gotta you gotta talk to them before they're 13. <laughs> Brian's like, they're like, it's like having a plant. You just water it when it's young, and then leave it in the sun for a while. 13. You can't tell a 13 year old that's some fucking crazy shit that I told you wasn't real. <laughs> well, you there's no, an- too late. There's no answer, so just say it's a star and let her believe that, and she'll become a hippie. That's funny. My dad, <laughs> I remember my dad, when I asked him that, my dad said, I was just a little kid, and he was like, uh, it's just darkness forever. Whoa. Yeah, and I was like, holy I think, that, yeah. holy I think that's shit. what my mom told me, actually. Yeah. I was like traumatized by it, and I went to, and I, I remember going to my mom's room and being like, dude, dad just, dad just said mm. it was darkness forever, and she's like, he doesn't know, and she's like, Sam, come in here and tell me he doesn't you don't know. Nobody knows. He's like, I know. That's what it is. It's darkness forever. And then he left the room. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Your dad doesn't fucking play. That's hilarious. Yeah, I think my mom said you just go to sleep and you just don't wake up. My stepfather told me probably nothing. Said you probably you know he was the one when I was seven years old when I started asking these questions. I was really religious until my parents got divorced. And uh, I went to Catholic school for a year. And Catholic school just wrung the religion out of me. I had no, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy, total 100% horseshit. And then um, uh, uh, a year later, uh, we had the conversation like, what, well, if that's not real, if this Jesus Moses shit is something somebody made up, then what happens when you die? And he was like, oh, it's probably nothing, probably just ends. Dude, I can't remember <laughs> crying that hard when I was like a little kid. You know, just lying in my bed, whimpering. Just the terrifying notion that somehow or another this was going to end. And it would just stop. Yeah, that's... So weird. Same with me. I was like... I would get like panic attacks thinking about it. I'd just be like, what do you mean forever? Like, yeah. What the fuck is forever? Yeah. <laughs> in <it's>, darkness. <laughs> I know. What the fuck does that mean? You know, it's weird that everybody loves going to sleep. You know, people love going to sleep. Because you know you're going to wake up. You know, so yeah. you're, you're willing to like stop for a while because you know you'll come back. But nobody wants to die. No. Uh-uh. Not that my buddy's a, <laughs> my, my buddy's a paramedic, and he, he told me about, he had this call the other day, and this like ninety five year old dude who was like riddled with cancer oh. had, instead of having a do not resuscitate, he was it was like full it was like bring me back full code like anything that happens bring me. Back. I'm like dude, wow, that, that bummed me out so much because I'm like if a ninety five year old dude who's like riddled with cancer isn't ready to die like i'm gonna be so fucking freaked out when i'm that old that that guy's like nah i don't want to go some people are afraid of everything you know but death is something that everybody's afraid of yeah and if you're not this probably life is miserable for you to the point where death is favorable yeah you must be sick something's wrong there's an imbalance whether it's a behavioral imbalance or a societal imbalance whether you know somebody did you wrong to the point where it broke your brain I don't know what the fuck it is, but if you really want to end it for yourself, man, that's a terrible, there's, there's a sick place to be. Than right? that, and then like, like I'm not really afraid to die, like I really because I, I have Jesus in my heart and all that. Jesus, stuff. <laughs> in my heart. no, but uh, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not. I think it's because of mushrooms. I've had so many where I thought I was dying, and I, I was like, <laughs> you know what, this is, this has been good, and blah blah blah, and I'm like, oh wait, I didn't die. Oh wow, it would be awesome if there was. Uh, 
something that you could believe so wholeheartedly that it calmed you down. You're like, well, I'm not worried about it. If it, it ends, we're fine. We just go to this. Yeah. Just like you're not worried about going to sleep. You're not worried about going to sleep because you know you're going to wake up. I'm, not wor- I'm never worried about going to sleep. I'm like, oh, let me go to sleep. Boom. It's great. I wake up. Beautiful. If, if we had the information that we have about coming back like we have about sleep, you know, maybe it's just Then people start doing fucked up it. things. You think so? I think if people knew, like, once you died, it was like fucking shaking an etch sketch, people would do really <laughs> fucked up things. I would hope not. I would hope the opposite. I would hope if they, if that, first of all, would freak people out just to know that you definitely would come back. That would just be such a trip. You'd be so scared to try again. Yeah, that's you know? true. And also, like, what if you came back in a fucking terrible situation? What if you were like a spoiled twat? You know, living on Long Island, <laughs> just balling out of control in a mansion, and then you come back and you're in Uganda. Yeah, you're, you're in the jungle, and you know you have AIDS, and you have a, a big bloated belly. Like that could be you too. Like you got just some crazy lucky roll of the DNA dice that you're here in America in 2012. Yeah, no just that alone, you want to try this again? You gonna you gonna play fair? You're going to take any spot all over the globe? Like, what do you come back as? <laughs> you come back as you? Are you doing you on the same trip every time trying to get it right? Is that it? Yeah, like, if we're going odds, you're, like, in some fucking tiny town in China just, like, drinking <laughs> drinking water from, like, those oh, puddles. Warm puddles. Yeah. yeah. Warm brown puddles of water that people step in. That's where you get in your water. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, there's a lot of spots on the earth that are just a shit roll of dice to be there, man. Yeah, big time. We're lucky. Southern California is so lucky, it's delusional. It's like the weather here is so incredible all the time that no one ever has to deal with nature. There's no storms to stay indoors from. You know, there's no shoveling of the streets, you know, getting the snow out. or no, Just a giant asteroid, asteroid of a, a, an earthquake that's coming towards that we all know is going to happen. An we all, well, half of, of us are going to die. <laughs> well, I mean, like, we know that there's a, a, I don't know, a ticking time bomb, I think. I think people make a big deal. Because I grew up in San Diego, mm-hmm. and y- you don't give a fuck about anything when you grow up. It, like, the weather perfect and like yeah you get an earthquake every now and then but like a little bit of shaking like every two years yeah, look at japan just look at the recent tragedies lately that just destroyed i mean J- tokyo is pretty much gone like that, that that i don't know if they would ever recover they, they, that country as a whole is pretty much fucked and they don't want to talk about it but it's pretty much He's gone, right? Um, I don't know. You, you mean economically? Like, no, I mean, mean? Like, like, like the Fukushima area is fucked. Yeah, the, the, the whole, area where the meltdown happened. Right, they're already right. seeing mutated when, animals yeah. and shit. Bunnies born with no arms or ears or weird shit is going on already. And going just going to San Diego, you go by that naked gun, huge tit nuclear oh, yeah. reactor, yeah. and yeah. you just like look around there. I'm like, oh shit, you know, th- it just takes one earthquake and that shit's fucked. Yeah, didn't you think about that when you went by it? Oh, I, I, absolutely. I totally thought about that as we went by it. As we went by. I looked at that thing. I'm like, what a nutty place to put this <laughs> right next to the ocean. Yeah. You fucking crazy, yeah. insolent assholes. And you know why they put it right next yeah, to the ocean? So shit goes wrong. They can they flood can it with flood ocean it water. with ocean water to cool it off. And and also, and that water goes that really? right back in the ocean. Yep. That's what they did in Japan. Yeah, they fucking poured millions of gallons of ocean water on the the actual inferno of hell, and then they pour that water right back in the ocean. Oh my god! It's unbelievably no toxic. I mean, it's fucking gonna jack everything. And they're like, it's "What we got to do? We got to do it. We got to do it. Tough shit." 
So everything. What gets the fuck jacked. is going on in there that you need millions of gallons of ocean? It's a sun. <laughs> they made a sun. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> baby sun. It's a little baby sun. <laughs> I mean, and do you know what nuclear power is? Did you know that it's just steam? They just the the nuclear heat, you know, that melts water, makes steam, and that powers all these reactors. That's what. That's like that, That's that's the the mechanism behind it producing electricity. I had no idea about any of that. I shit. had no idea either. I just figured well, somehow or another they take that nuclear energy and they put it in a wire, <laughs> and it goes to yeah. plug in your hair dryer. No, it's like it's the same sort of idea. You know, the force behind it, I think, and the steam behind it is what what powers the generators. But it's essentially it's a nuclear reaction that they can't ever cool off you can't like you can't shut it off it's the stupidest idea ever <laughs> if if the fucking thing melts, melts down you're done you just have to get away from it you can't cool it off it doesn't that's like that's it's so that's, nuts they like, have like all a, right we can have wind power where we have the windmill spinning or we can have this fucking thing that's impossible to cool <laughs> down this sun that if i mean apparently they had a backup plan up to like a certain amount of you know earthquake and this far exceeded that. This was like a really ridiculously powerful earthquake. And they lost their backup generator. And so they knew they had like eight hours. We got eight hours to get the fuck out of here. You can't fix it. Like, wow. what are you talking about? How arrogant are human beings that they would make something where that could even possibly ever happen? <laughs> and not have any way. You would say, okay, before we build it, do you guys really know how to shut this off? Is there, okay, and what happens if that happens? And what happens if the power doesn't come back on? Then what happens? Oh, then, oh, then it just eats through the earth. We don't know when it stops. It goes through the core, and it just keeps going, and probably comes out the other side or something. <laughs> I mean, the fuck? They don't know. It's never happened before. And they went, okay, well, build it. We'll see. Sounds That's good. That's crazy. Sounds good. Go build that. How many guys want to build? You want to build like a few hundred of them? Just leave them around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's put them near fault lines and shit. So let's add some earthquakes to LA. <laughs> let's add some earthquakes to all this fucking yeah. people that we have here. Let's add it to the nuclear shit. Let's add it to the fact that we don't have any water. And so let's mm -hmm. add it. Or we don't have mm -hmm. any elect our electricity is fucking gone. Dude, it, we live in the dumbest place in the whole entire world. No, Vegas is the dumbest. This is the second dumbest. Second dumbest. Well, at least Vegas. They would have been to Fresno. Fresno fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, man. I've seen some spots that suck a lot worse than Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's tricky. That's for sure. We're, we're certainly susceptible. The more they find out, like, you know, the, the archaeologists are constantly uncovering these lost cities now. Like, uh, they found a few of them off the coast of Spain, and one of them they think might be Atlantis, and they found one recently that was like, a, it was underwater as recently as 8,500 years ago. So this is like crazy old oh, wow. stuff, you know, and it's, you know, old pottery and it's old different fucking we're finding out that like shit happens and goes wrong all the time on this planet you know it's always getting hit by rocks from outer space and there's fucking volcanoes that <laughs> blow up every now and again and the earth moves and giant thousand foot high tsunamis wipe out miles in and then pull back and that shit happens all the time in history you know we just for whatever reason are willing to gamble that it's not gonna it's not gonna happen on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean basically that's what it is because it's eventually gonna happen. Yeah, I mean it's unavoidable. 
we you know we've harped on it too many times probably by now but the just the asteroid number alone when they, you find out how many hundreds of thousands of asteroids are hovering around inside of our solar system, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's not like, oh, I heard there's like a hundred asteroids. No, there's like thousands <laughs> of thousands and thousands of these fucking things just flying around. And one of them could just come yeah, hurling towards us. We've been hit before. Yeah, many times. And most likely that's responsible for the, a bunch of different weird shit where they find like, these ancient civilizations and they don't understand how they were sophisticated back then. It's probably we've stacked up some progress and been knocked yeah. down a few times. The, the very date of, uh, I think it's like they're like at 12,500 years ago or something right now. Scientists are agreeing. There's a bunch of people over the country or over the world rather that are agreeing that there was some sort of an impact that happened then because they're doing all their core samples. They find some sort of uh, glass that's only created in like nuclear blasts or extreme impacts or you know things along those lines like Tunguska like that kind of shit has to happen like some crazy impact and they're finding a lot of this shit at 12,500 years so they think it's really possible that we had like a massive meteor shower 12,500 years ago and it might have fucked up right. you know 50% of the cities of the world you know but back then think about 12,500 years ago man you know how how does that information get to us? If you if every if half the cities did get jacked by these giant rocks from space, who how many people would remember that story? What would that story be by the time <laughs> they figured out how to make paper again? You know, I gotta feel like if you were alive for that, you, you gotta remember that. It's like yeah, you remember the one time we got hit with? Yeah, I remember. I remember that. <laughs> do, do you think they the people that survived even knew what the fuck happened? Because maybe it was just like dumb luck. You know, like they probably a bunch of asteroids yeah. came down, a meteor shower just fucked up this boom, boom, boom. Like maybe, maybe some places like it just didn't hit them. And so those are the ones that survived. And then they had to go and look at the rest of the world. That would be e equally freaky yeah. to know that it could happen to you any day. Do you get, if you lived in a place where you didn't get hit, but you heard all these crazy noises in the background, but you and your tribe, you, you guys are fucking cool. No problems whatsoever. And then you venture forth, and it's like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Everywhere you look is burnt out and smoking. You're like, what the fuck? Everyone's dead. Everywhere you go is just bodies, just pieces of hands <laughs> and feet and fucking heads. Because everybody got hit with giant rocks from the sky and pulverized into just huge groups of people smashed on the highway with big rocks. Boom! That would be almost freakier than dying. To know that this just happened a few hundred miles from you and you, you, know, you, you get on your horse and find it and you see how nutty it is. You see how nutty the damage is and know that that could happen. That the sky can just all of a sudden be just become a swarm of fiery rocks. Yeah, especially like before science or anything, anything to explain anything. Oh my god! Yeah. I think I feel like everything people saw back then, they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Can you imagine? I mean, how weird is it that we, when did we become so so conscious? Like, when did we become so aware of all the possibilities in our environment? I mean, it was a slow, gradual process where the human brain evolved. Right? It's not like we were always this smart right from the get go. Somewhere along the line, it must have been. I mean, that's probably what religion is really all about. It's probably like some sort of psychic training wheels. You know, it's like you, you're not quite ready to grasp the right. whole thing. None of us are. So it's like, let's give you an ideology to believe in that puts you on the right track. 
because you know this this feeling of God and love and everything. That is totally the right way to do it. It's totally the right way to live. <laughs> so how how do you need to get there? Do you need to get there through yoga? Well, then you go yoga. You go yoga and find that spot. Could, is uh, the baby Jesus more you're liking? Yeah, I like singing. I'm really good with groups. Okay, go that way. <laughs> you, just, you know, it's like the psychic training wheels as we get through this, this weird spot. <laughs> get through this weird spot where we start to like, awaken and see how fucking crazy this world is and realize sometimes the sky becomes a, a light with flying rocks that are on fire. Fuck. It's a, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna stop that man if, if all of a sudden we got caught in a meteor shower that's well that's just what it is you well know? yeah imagine you're there and you see the flying rocks flying Jesus. at you. you first thing you, you be after you run for your life then you're like well obviously somebody threw that at me that's gigantic <laughs> like, <laughs> especially back then yeah that's what I mean back uh, then oh we're being attacked by gods Hades because I'm broad guy you know like you throw yeah. you're a caveman or whatever you throw shit yeah. you throw rocks <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if that was like where the origins of, of Hades and, and, and then hellfire and all that shit came from I wonder if that was that. You know, you got to wonder, like, when, when did they first figure out the idea of hell? Was it when they first saw a volcano? I mean, because yeah. then it makes sense. Yeah. If, you fir- if you were a fucking cave person, you saw a volcano, hell totally makes sense. You're like, you do not want to go there. You will fucking burn forever. I mean, it looks like yeah. you would burn forever. If you could exist and somehow or another not disappear instantly into the lava and just have that feeling of being burned by lava forever probably the most terrifying thing a person could ever experience well definitely imagine you don't know it's ten thousand years ago you don't know anything about science you see a volcano erupt and then some shit comes out of it that just disintegrates everything in its path you're like yeah that's probably the bad place fuck well what most people don't realize is the yellowstone volcano this is one of the biggest volcanoes in the earth it's a it's a super volcano Yellowstone is something called a caldera volcano. And they didn't even discover this until I think like a decade ago. I think when they started using satellites to map things out, they realized that it's a crater. And that Yellowstone, I think it's like 300 kilometers wide or something crazy like that. Is it active? It might be 600 kilometers. It might be 300 miles. Yes. Not only is it active, it's a super volcano, which means it gets up to a peak and then the peak explodes. The whole <laughs> thing explodes and just leaves behind a hole. Jeez. Yeah, and it kills like a giant percentage of everything on the continent because it's such a huge volcano. I mean, it like it becomes like almost like a nuclear winter type situation. I right. think it fills the sky with ash. I mean, I think it's it, it's it, it's such a massive volcano that you really could call it a continent killer. And it happens every six to eight hundred thousand years. And the last time it happened was six hundred thousand years ago. <laughs> Yeah, so if that did happen, and there's not a goddamn thing we could do to stop it, if Yellowstone decided to blow and it went caldera on us and fucking erupted on us, that's a wrap for, like, most of the West Coast. A huge chunk of the country. I mean, it's, it's done, dude. It's a fucking yeah. horror movie. It's The Road. It's that movie yeah. with Viggo Mortensen. It's yeah. that shit. It's that shit. That's, that's the only time it's okay to say you would fuck Obama. Yes, then you can then get away like with anything. <laughs> then you can get away with anything. And that might have happened in a le- to a lesser extent to our ancestors. 
It's very possible that might have happened. That might be what's you know when they find all these crazy structures and shit under the ocean. That might be what have happened. These people might have got jacked. Yeah, you got to imagine because also like you know if that shit happens, like seems like crazy shit happens every like fifty thousand years or yeah. like that. Like it's got to happen. Like you said, yeah. we've we've probably <clears throat> gone farther in technology than you know two steps forward, one step back. Kind yeah, of thing. I I agree. Yeah. You know, except for when you look at uh, buildings, you know, some of the crazy Egyptian buildings and shit. Like, how the fuck did they do that? You know, if there really was an ancient civilization that figured out how to do that, like, well, they they might have been ahead of us, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that seems like, in a lot of ways, it seems ahead of us. The construction methods, the, the, the giant stones that they moved, like, but it's pretty clear that everybody gets nailed, you know? It's just no way you can avoid it. The, the little things like, you know, the, the tsunami that killed everyone in Thailand. You know, that was to, to us, it was a, a huge deal. You know, to us humans, think about the numbers and the body counts, but to the world population, it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's, 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 it's weird how many different things like that could happen in mass scale, like <laughs> frightening scale, thousand mile, you know, f- fucking, uh, I think it's 45,000 mile an hour asteroids. That's, that's like what the speed that most of them travel at. You know, they could be a mile wide, five miles wide. It's like, it's crazy thing too. Like, even if you look at like the plague, I was reading this, I was Ooh. reading something. It's like, it killed three fifths of the people in Europe. Yeah, like, what if that Jesus happened now? Christ. Be, like, people would go, ban- like Thailand, you know, we go bananas at the Thailand yeah. thing. It's such a small percentage. Like, th- three out of five people in Europe, every three out of five people die. Well, what what happened? Was it was the plague something that was transmitted by rodents? Yeah, because the fleas carried all the plague, and, and then, then the, the rodents would get the on the boats. Oh god! And then they they'd run a clo- across the ropes that get to the shore, <sighs> and then the fleas would come out and bite people. Oh Jesus Christ! And then give everybody the and plague. They end up at Applebee's. Oh, how <laughs> fucking scary is the plague? Did you know that a guy in, um, uh, where the fuck was it that he got tested? A guy got bitten by an animal and he got tested for the plague. I think it was a cat. And he tested positive for the plague. It was like, it was in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I want to say, because there's been a couple cases of the plague, like, in in California. Dude. Yeah. What the fuck, man? (laughs) The plague... You know, that's like some old school pirate shit. You hear yeah, the plague. Scurvy. Yeah, yeah, it's connected to boats, right? Like, what the fuck, man? The plague? Really? <laughs> it must have sucked fat dick living back then, dude. dude. <laughs> Three fifths of the people die from the plague. Everybody's Damn. like stinky all the time. All the time. Yeah, a lot of rape going on, probably. Tons and tons. Yeah, probably people are assholes. They're just dying. And when people died easier and quicker, they were probably like way more cunty. <laughs> right? They didn't last that long. They just fucking got all their cunt out. And they probably were much more likely to commit violence on each other. They were probably much closer to animals. Oh, yeah. How far back do you think you can go and still rock it? 70s? Think you'd be happy in the 70s? I'm trying to. Th- yeah, I could be happy in the 70s. I could be happy in the 70s. I would miss my phone, though, man, a lot. I'd miss yeah. being able to call people. I, we would have never made this interview, man. I never <laughs> t- spoke a word to you until we walked in the door and said, hey, what's up? You know, it was all done through, you know, texts and emails and all yeah, that jazz. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating. It, it couldn't have happened in the 70s. Even just like, have you ever like tried to go pick somebody up at the airport and forgot your phone? Yeah. You it's like you lost. might as well just turn around and go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so weird what we accept. It's so weird. I yeah. think I could probably do... The 60s, but no earlier. 
60s are interesting. You get some cool cars. You could you could be driving around in a brand new 1964 Mustang. Holy shit! And it would be real. You know, like this is a fucking real brand new '64 Mustang. You feel what it was like to have one of those things back then? That might be fun. That might be fun. You would know so much more than them. It would be stealing. Yeah, you could be able to fuck every chick you meet. All you have to do is keep talking to him. <laughs> keep talking to him long enough. They'd be like, "He's a prophet. I have to go with him. He has the answers that I seek." You could totally start a cult. You'd be like, fuck Charlie Manson. Charlie, sit the fuck down. I'm going to tell you some shit about the future. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. There's going to be pills that you can take, and you'll be happy even if your life is shit. <laughs> Dude, that would be... I like that that's the first knowledge you drop on him. <laughs> that's the first thing you tell him. You tell him you will one day be ruled by pills that control your emotions. <laughs> and then they can lock you in a cage if you say the wrong words. Oh, <gasps> no. Dude, I would buy into that cold if I was in the 60s. <laughs> yeah, the 60s would be uh, an interesting time to go back to with all the knowledge of today. What if the knowledge, like, imagine if you knew, like, political shit. Today's the day they kill Kennedy. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> how much you want to bet? How much you want to bet they kill Kennedy today? <laughs> you know? Like, you're just betting. You don't you try just, to stop it. No, you don't <laughs> try to stop it. You just, you just go to Vegas. You go, can I bet that they fucking kill the president? You want to bet, bitch? And they'll, they'll, they'll take your money. <laughs> Vegas will take your money. But then now it's back 60s Vegas where it's all gangsters and shit. Yeah, they'll kill you. Yeah, they kill you for being right. They're like, listen, we know when Kennedy's going to die. We're going to be a part of how he dies, (laughs) stupid fuck. (laughs) We're going to make the driver go really slow in Dallas. (laughs) Yeah, that's different. You don't want to be a part of that part of the 60s. That would suck. No, definitely. They killed people back then. They had problems with them, like JFK, RFK. They just assassinate them. Yeah. Sneak up behind them in front of a bunch of people. Da, 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 da. That's the craziest shit. Like, like RFK, he was, he was running for president. Yeah. Somebody just like walked up to him with a gun and shot him. Yeah, dude. Like, I was at the uh, place where they did it. We, uh, we filmed some Fear Factors there. Oh, the, really? The very, where is that? Some hotel in downtown. I think they're, they might be tearing it down. I think Bill Burr was really upset about it. Wait, that's here in L.A.? Yeah. Bill Burr was really upset about it. it was, and he's so right. He's so dead on, as always. But he was like, uh, he goes, no one here has any, any idea of history. You know, if that was back east, you couldn't fucking tear that down and put a, put a <laughs> fucking parking lot there. He goes, no, it'd be like there would be a plaque there so you could know that this is where the shit went down. <laughs> it's so true. But in L.A., they're like, yeah, yeah Robert Kennedy was killed here or whatever. It's, this is, it's a strip club now. But now it's like, yeah, the downtown is such so weird it's here. It's a weird place. Have you been to Skid Row yet? I have. Whoa, huh? It's my first, like, <laughs> one of my first weeks up here. I was trying to go to a Laker game, and I and I made a wrong turn, and I, all of a sudden it was like fucking twenty eight days later. Like it was yeah. just like it was <laughs> like so packed with it was. I've never seen just the concentration of Insane. people. You can't believe it unless you see it. It's yeah, that's, re- it really is true. Can't believe it unless you see it. It's, it's, it's staggering. You, you think we're exaggerating. You think there's no way anybody would... It, they've become a tribe. Yeah. It's a tribe of homeless people. And there's maybe thousands of them. Yeah, I saw something that said there was 100,000 homeless people living in downtown. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you know how crazy that sounds? Dude, that's like an army. 100, that's what I'm talking about, man. Skid Row is weird. We, we filmed uh, some Fear Factor stuff, a lot of it, in downtown LA on buildings. We do like things with people out across buildings and shit like that. 
and um, we were always uh, like right around the corner. And sometimes we had to like do shit like that was like right there in the thick of things. And so you would go around the corner and like when you leave work, if you went around the corner and took a left and then took another left, you're in a zombie movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really are like you fucked up. You're you're on the wrong street. And people are asking you for money, and they're touching your car, and you're like, what is going on? I didn't see any of that in San Diego, by the way. I no. Mean, we were Military all Military presence yeah. is good. Yeah. But it's, also, the marijuana shit was so much stricter. Like, yeah. It was, it was like, like even the bodyguards or the bouncers of the, every club were all ex-military or something like that. So they were like, are you smoking bot? You better not be smoking weed. Yeah, they got to relax. They got to relax on that. But, every, but other than that, the, it's yeah. good. It's there's there's good and bad in military presence. It'd be more good than bad if they let them smoke weed. <laughs> soldiers who smoked weed would be like the best soldiers to have. They'd be like, "Listen, we, everything's gonna work out. We're gonna we, we obviously fucked up. We're gonna slowly back up." By the way, we have a show tonight. If you're listening oh, yeah. to this live right now, uh, there's still tickets available, so you can still get down here at, at the Ice House. Yeah, it's a super show. Like we always do these. Um, whoever's in town, and we got Ari Shafir, Doug Benson. Dom Irera, Dove, Dove Davidoff, Jesus fucking Christ! If you've never seen Dove, he's very, very funny. He's fucking hilarious. Very unique too. He's um, uh, he's like one of my favorite guys to watch. And Dom Irera is one of my all-time favorites. Jason of course. Tebow, Jason Tebow, Brian Redband's gonna go up and do my favorite joke. You Tony do my Hinchcliffe. favorite. We do my favorite joke. Which joke? You know the joke. Can't even talk about it because I don't want anybody to know the joke. Oh, that joke. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I have a new one that I'm in love with. We'll now. do that too, but I, I got to hear that other joke. That's I love that joke, and uh, that'll be tonight. If it's 15 bucks uh, at the Ice House, 10 o'clock show, and uh, and I have uh, I'm doing like half hour, 40 minutes, something Word. like that at the end. Who are the unless I get drunk, and I might go long. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the comedians that you like would pay to see now? Like the ones the, your favorites? Uh, I pay to see anybody good, man. I love comedy. I mean, I don't have to pay really, really, because I, you know, if most guys I can like ask them and they'll let me come into their show. But I'd still love to go see comedy. Like we just saw Dice Clay at uh, the Riviera <laughs> in Vegas. I fucking loved it, man. Me and Brian, we were like little kids. We, we how how fun was that show? Oh, it was great. So it's much fun. Exactly what I wanted. Yeah, it was. We all were uh, were hanging out, and um, we were in Vegas for the UFC, and it was Friday night, and I was free. We didn't have anything to do, and uh, Opie and Anthony, you know, you know those guys. Yeah. You ever do that show? No. Uh-uh. Jimmy Norton and uh, Anthony Cumia were in town, and, uh, and they're um, one of the guys that works on the show. Sam Roberts, he was in town too, and so we all went out to dinner together. So while we're out at dinner, we go, let's go see Dice's show. So we text Dice. Dice texts back. We go there, and it was like, uh, like we're like little kids. We're like, we get to go see. A show like I got to go see Dice at the Riviera. I was so happy. Like I fucking love to go see like a good show. I didn't have to pay for it because Dice hooked me up, but I would be happy to pay to see that. That was really fun. You know, I'm when I was uh, first starting out before I was successful. It was really hard for me to go see too many comedians because I would like I'd feel like like God, I suck in comparison yeah. to that guy. I don't even want to you know I don't even want to go on stage now and. And then I would be like weirded out by other people's acts. Like I didn't want to watch people do better than me. I didn't want. But then once you get to a certain level level of comfort, you realize why you became a comedian in the first place. It's because you love watching stuff and laughing at it. And so then you you get to figure it out again and then be a fan again. So to me, it was like a the first ten years of my comedy life. It was like a cycle of like slowly figuring out that you just have to like 
enjoy it like and just laugh at everything and, and, and don't just because you're a struggling comedian don't not enjoy comedy because comedy is like the best form of entertainment that's why you like it in the first place right you know don't not like it because you suck at it <laughs> <laughs> by the way joe i don't know if you know about this yet or or, or not but uh, uh steve uh carlisi yeah from opie and anthony what Pat. happened uh, you know, I I don't know. I got a I got an email today from Iraq, uh, and but there, there's a memorial fund for his family. I mean, he has a. He, I remember last time I talked to he's him, he's got I, a small he, do- uh, daughter. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. What so, is the uh, the address? Um, I, I tweeted if you want to if you want to tweet it, Twitter it. Uh, but but tell people that are listening to this on their phone uh, where they could find it. Um, yeah, it is. Let's see. Well, the the address is GoFundMe dot com uh, slash. V H uh, zero E W, which makes no sense. But if you go to my Twitter, uh, it's R E D B A N, or go to Joe Rogan's Twitter, where I'm sure he's going to tweet it right uh, now. Okay, yeah, I'm going to retweet it right here. What it says on um, on Brian's is, "I'm very sad about this. Steve was a great guy, and today's date is what is it? The 18th. Yeah. So if you go to Brian's Twitter feed on the 18th, any fans of Opie and Anthony know him. Yeah. He he was a really nice guy. I remember he had the really cool tattoos. And He's a really cool just, guy. I, this sucks. I I don't know what happened. It's terrible news. Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, I saw Sam's email. He sent me an email as well, and uh, he gave us a URL, I believe, didn't he? Uh, yeah, that's the the one I just twittered. Okay. Tweeted. But do you, can Twift. you give it out to people? I just you did. Know what it said? I just did. It makes no sense. It's like backslash and a bunch of numbers and words. So. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. Okay. It's, well, it's on my Twitter. I retweeted it. It's on uh, Brian's, and we're very sorry to hear that. He was a great guy, and uh, hopefully he's in heaven. Yeah. Or darkness. Darkness. <laughs> like your dad would say. <laughs> that's, that's fucking disturbing. Heaven's better. Heaven suits it better. That sucks, man. I hate hearing shit like that. How old is he? I don't know. I don't think he was very old at all. I don't even think he was 40. Was he? No, he was in the... I think he was, he was, think was in the 30s. 30s. Yeah. Oh, that's he good. lost a ton of weight, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But that was a while ago, but yeah. <sighs> uh, but it looks like they've almost reached their goal, so that's great. Um, they're, they're trying to raise, looks like, 30,000. So um, so many Opie and Anthony fans, and I, I guess, have that's good. come through. That's awesome. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Brian, for bringing this bringing the show down. Screeching, screeching halts. <laughs> um, right. It is a that is a bummer, though, man. Uh, so Just I I, I have I have some an update of a past episode when I smoked moth poop and a little bit of orange fluorescent orange stuff came out of it. I found out that it was actually shit. So yeah. like I didn't know for sure. Of course it was shit. I didn't know if it was eggs or stuff. Something. But Are it you? Was, you smoked it? This yeah. is the problem. The kid did ecstasy two days ago, and he hasn't been the same since. And I don't know whether I should call his mom. I'm thinking I need to call his mom and say, yeah, Mrs. Redband, we got a situation here. Yeah, it's Joe. Yeah, Brian's friend. Yeah. He's, um, he's just, uh, I, don't th- I, think, I think he fucked up. I think he smoked too much moth. I think he went over to the other side. I don't know. What, I didn't tie his ankle, and I don't know if we're ever going to get him back. Dude, I did ecstasy once, and I couldn't read the next day. I can't believe you do it so often. I don't do it often. I do it every three months, maybe. That's a lot. Four months? For me, that's terrifying. Oh, no. and I don't do ecstasy. I do, do Molly, which is... It's better. Better. Way better. Mm, okay. I have a, a bad... I had a great experience and a bad experience. A great experience that it felt really good. Bad experience is the next day. I was f- useless. I was dried out. It's like I felt like I would literally had been dried out. Like my brain like was a sponge that was out in the sun. 
that seems like that's the worst part. For me, it was. I mean, I think everybody's different, and I have bad uh, sleep apnea too. So I think I'm always a little bit depleted, you know, when it comes yeah. to uh, shit like that. If I back then, I, I wasn't on top of it. I didn't know. Now I wear like this mouthpiece that keeps me. I have a big tongue, and I fu- no, you don't need to know all the shit about me, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My point was um, maybe uh, maybe that hindered me from coming back as good because I wasn't getting very good sleep. But it was hard for me to bounce back mentally. I don't think I was the same for several days. The next day, I remember feeling really, really stupid. Like think, and I went on stage and tried to remember my act, but it was it was not good. It was a, a, just a really mediocre show. It wasn't a good show. I remember for like three or four days thinking this is a fucking terrible idea. I learned so much about myself, but I was like, I'm never doing this again. Fuck this. Yeah, I, I one time I when college my neighbors uh they used to sell weed and coke and everything like that. And I played baseball in college and uh so I could never couldn't do any drugs because you got drug tested all the time. And then uh I had this fucked up injury. Again, I'm telling you too much information. <laughs> but, but anyway, they gave me this shit to smoke because I wasn't getting drug tests anymore. And I didn't know, but they had just like, I guess they had sprinkled Coke and something else on it. Whoa. Yeah, and I didn't know. I just thought I was smoking weed. And so I smoked it, and I was just like going out of my fucking mind. Like I knew it wasn't weed like 10 minutes into it. I was like, my heart was beating super fast, and I was get, I was sweaty on just one half of my face. <laughs> the other half was like perfectly dry. The other half was just like dripping sweat. And for the next two days, I thought I was retarded. Like I couldn't, I couldn't think through thoughts. Like it was freaking me out. I've never done coke, but the whole coke culture of getting really high and then crashing through the fucking bottom is so unappealing to me. I don't understand. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah. No, that's why I like because I like being kind of up. So that's why same thing. I've never done coke because I know I'll do it and then I'll really like it. Oh, and every yeah. everybody I, every time I'm with somebody who who does coke, they're always just like looking for more coke. Oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. never yeah, like see, you I, get to sit and enjoy it. You're I just never like, liked it that much. I mean, I I, I I liked it for a month, but after a while, <laughs> that that feeling of always looking for it, you, you, I, at least for me, I was like, yeah, this sucks. Why do I want to keep on doing something that I want to keep on looking for, and I keep on spending like a hundred dollars every couple hours? Well, yeah. you're you're an interesting dude, Brian, and that a lot of people don't realize. Like, you go, oh, you know, Brian doesn't have uh, he's not, he doesn't have a lot of willpower. You actually do. You have a lot of willpower. You lost an insane amount of weight really quickly. You lost like 70 or 80 pounds, right? How many pounds did you lose? I don't remember. I think it was 75 pounds. 70 pounds. And he did it over a really short period of time. Yeah, four months. And it was really shocking to watch him just shrink. And I was like, well, when you put your mind to shit, you you can get things done. But most of the time, you just decide not to put your mind to things. <laughs> oh, I put what? my mind to much too much now. I don't know. What, what did you do to lose all that weight so quick? Uh, I just did white Weight Watchers, but I did half the points at like a hacked Weight Watchers. Oh. I did half the points, and then then uh, I just did a lot of zero point things, like all vegetables. I just ate vegetables nonstop till I couldn't eat any more vegetables. Did you feel good? I worked out when like, you were really light like that. Did you did feel, feel good? good? Yeah. Um. I don't remember. I, f- I felt the same as I do now. Really? Yeah. Didn't feel any better? Yeah, I don't I don't remember feeling going like, "Oh, I feel great." No. You were know. exercising a lot too though, right? Weren't you? Uh, I was exercising 5 4 days a week, 5 days a week. That's a lot. Yeah. For you, like how yeah. often do you do it now? Uh, once, let's see. I've done it twice in the last 6 months. <laughs> <laughs> That was great delivery, man. Was I, really I, I a, walked a, a lot of Comic-Con. 
you, that would really be funny. You should say that on stage. That was funny. That was really good delivery. Yeah, but like somebody just asked me that exact same question today, and I, I was like, you know what? I walked a, probably a good five miles this last weekend at, uh, Comic-Con. at Comic-Con. But I do a lot of that shit where I'm like, oh, no, I mean, I do exercise. I mean, I walk. You move s- your body from one place to another right. without equipment. Right. I walk to Starbucks every day. <laughs> That's what he considers working out. He's moving his body unassisted. You will be the first amongst us to, to give in to having one of those fucking, those, uh, those freeway Crickets. things. What are those things? Segways? Segways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how you're gonna get around. I, I, I want to go on, on a. Segway. I want to go on a segue. That's oh, like one don't. of those guilty pleasures that I haven't done yet. You know, like I just want to treat myself to a segue. You've rental. never. You really never done one. Yeah, oh, dude, they're amazing. They're they amazing. Are, yeah, they're they really are pretty cool. cool. They're super cool. It's a gyroscope. The the only issue with those things is um they when they were shut off they would just shut off and yeah. people would just fall on their ass and it's you know <laughs> you really get jacked like old people like you know fell and got fucked up. I hear the new ones are just fucking bad. Yeah, the new ones they, let you know they like beep and shit. They let you know it's dying. Get off me, bitch! I'm gonna die. I wonder what they didn't. The guy who created now? him, he drove off a cliff on one. I think the Did guy who really? owned it. Yes, he fell off a cliff on one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Whoops. Yeah. What? Fuck that, that man. <laughs> Imagine watching that happen in the beginning of a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. <laughs> the guy just fucking zipping along on the Pacific Highway, <laughs> waving to people. And he looks down at his phone to check his text messages. And right as he types LOL to something that's not even remotely fucking funny. Wow, the new ones are fucking amazing. I'm hungry, LOL. Boom! Off the cliff. <laughs> and you watch him flip. Dunk, 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 dunk. Dunk, dunk, dunk. Dunk, dunk, dunk. And the coyotes move like in. Three minutes of that, yeah. Dude, check these new models. Coyotes out. start chewing them apart at night. <laughs> Look at these things. Yeah, they're dope as fuck, dude. Like, Kevin James um, used one for that Paul Blart mall cop movie. And then once he uh, used it for that, he decided to bring them with him when he does any movie. Because it's like the best way to get around yeah. like, on a big set, especially. So he uh, he had a couple of those on his show, and me and him we used to go around the uh, Boston Common with them. It was so fun. How fast do those go? Um, probably like as fast as you can run. Wow, how, how, max speed twenty miles an hour. Oh, yeah, shit. Or 12, 12 miles an hour. Sorry. No, they they have um, ones I think that cops use that go faster. I think I'm thinking of those. Yeah, I've it's, seen those ones. Because what, what is Venice. a person a fast person run? Like, uh, what do they run, like, 30 miles an hour or yeah, something? Yeah, like, close to, like, like Usain Bolt. What does he do? Like, he does, like, close think? to 30 miles an hour, I Isn't that think. funny? If a person was a car, they wouldn't be shit. <laughs> Weak-ass fucking bitch. 30 miles an hour. Mr. Segway's car, that's it. annoying. It's I, annoying when you have to go 30 miles an hour. Yeah, you're like, this fucking steer you know, If you're on the highway and you can only go 30 miles an hour, you're like, oh, this is going to take forever. <laughs> well, that's you running full yeah, clip. The fastest human <sighs> in the world. Hurling his body against gravity. That's a, anytime people are like, oh, this guy's such an amazing athlete. I'm like, I can, I just saw a fucking bear run like 35, 40, yeah. and he's like a fat, slow bear. Big, giant ass fucking animal. You see yeah. what those things look like when they lose their hair? You no. Seen that? Oh, they look amazing. Bears they, they, lose yeah. their hair? Yeah, there's a bear that has uh, some, some, you know, form of mange probably, and uh, there's pictures of it, like with no hair. It oh, looks like, like some creature in like, 
like a you know never ending story or something. It doesn't Holy look real. Shit. It's like a, a Hobbit type creature. Do you, do you actually, it looks, it, 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 looks, it looks like Dark Crystal actually. Yeah, look at that thing. Oh my god. Yeah, come on, man. Oh my god. How strange is that? That's horrible. I had a dog that had mange like that. Not that bad, but giant patches of her body. When I found her, I, I rescued her. Giant patches of her body were like that. That's a, apparently where the chupacabra, they think the uh, myth comes from, too, is coyotes. They get that. Mange. Coyotes that have mange, they lose all their hair, and they look freaky. They look really fucking creepy. Have you seen, See if you can find one of those. Coyotes with no hair. Ma- Ew, what is oh. that? He's got a p- pink shirt on. <laughs> Fuck. MS Paintbrush. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> MS Paintbrush. How is that still in use? I don't know. Wait, what was it called again? What were you talking about? Uh, coyote coyote with mange. Coyote mange. And, you know, the, the, the images. One of them was on, I think, one of those, like, Monster Quest type shows. They were trying to say, like, someone thought they had a chupacabra. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And that's what it turned out to be. It turned out to be a coyote that it had the mange. Where they lose all the hair on their body, and they just look really yeah. freaky. Yeah. Is a chimp that has no hair, too. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's one of them, man. Huh? What are you doing? Are you going the other way? Um, there's a chimp that has no hair, too. That one is really frightening. Yeah. Pull that up. The chimp with no hair is crazy because you really start to think, like, how terrifying it would be if this thing was trying to bite your dick off. <laughs> like, what it probably would do if it got alone with you. God. It would probably bite your this, dick off. This actually looks like, like a girl, at, like a, a gross girl at a oh, bar. Yeah, look Jesus. at that. That's horrible. Well, wait till you see the full image. His body is enormous, too. His muscles are fucking huge. Pull that one up right there. right there. Look at that. Click on that. Jesus. Look at the size of his fucking muscles. Dude, that's like, yeah. <laughs> and that's a chimpanzee. These muscles are way stronger than yours. So that, that creepy looking beast has probably, you know, strength of a 500, 600 pound man. Maybe even like, more. If he was like a ripped 500, 600 yeah. pound man. Yeah, like a superhuman. I mean, they're, they're so much stronger than us. They, they, he can hurl his body through the air, grab a hold of things with one arm, and sling his body to their side. Have you ever seen one of those guys get angry in a cage and hurl themselves around? Dude, it, I, I, uh, I, I live right by the zoo in San Diego, and I go all the time. I got a pass. Oh, that uh, wild animal park. That's an awesome yeah, zoo. It's That's awesome. huge. And uh, I, one time I was at the monkey cage, and this guy was just like banging on the glass trying to get the monkeys to pay attention to him. Oh, God. It was just so stupid. And the monkey came up. like It was, it was like, I don't know what it was. It was like a bonobo or something like that. And it just, it just fucking rocked the glass once. And put a crack in it, and then like all of a sudden, like all the fucking you know zookeeper people came in and shit. But like, it was just it looked like a monkey that looked like a hundred pound monkey, and it was so fucking strong that it put a crack in like so twelve inch glass. Yeah, it was a chimp. Oh wow! Because we shouldn't really say monkey when chimp. The people get angry. With it's me. racist. They, they get angry with me because <laughs> it's incorrect. They're apes. Okay, I get it. it monkeys have tails. Is that the, is that the deal? Them. Monkeys have tails? Yeah. I call them monkeys, too. But I call right, this is a, a chimp, monkey. then. We're all this monkeys. was a chimp. Chimps are super fucking strong. A 100-pound chimp could fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Fuck you up, man. And imagine, like, a, those gorillas that just, like, oh, go... That's one of the greatest mo- scenes in, in any movie ever, was when the gorilla comes out and starts running shit on that Planet of the Apes movie. <laughs> yeah. When all the chimps were thinking they were badass, they were going to have little battles to see who's the mo- most fucking badass. And the smart chimp was like, I'm just going to make friends with this gorilla. That was an odd. That I, I was surprised yeah. how much I liked that movie. Fucking love gorillas, man. When gorillas go crazy, I love it. <laughs> it's primal, you know. As long as I'm not there, so it's not actually terrifying. 
I'm totally rooting for that gorilla. When the gorilla comes out and just just goes crazy, and all the champs are like, oh, shit. It's kind of funny <laughs> when you think about it, man. These fearless animals, these fucking super animals that are going to take over downtown Manhattan. They're still terrified of that gorilla. <laughs> I would love to see. It's, I know it's impossible. But I would love to see how much a huge gorilla could bench press. I bet they could throw around some insane numbers. If you look at their body structure, it's so ridiculous. Like a, a big one, like a big mountain yeah. gorilla. What do they weigh? Like 600 pounds or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like 800 pounds. One? 800 pounds. Can you imagine how fucking strong that thing must be? They're so strong that they don't even have to climb in the trees to hide from the cats and shit yeah. like that. Cats aren't going to fuck with gorillas. <laughs> like that is too much work, man. You know, you get in a tussle with a gorilla, you might not win. Those they have fangs too. Yeah, it's, they have fangs too, and really thick skin, and they are so much bigger than you, man. They're so big and so strong and so crazy. It's weird. They have little dicks. Super. We, the humans are the primates with the largest penises, and it's all related to um, how many sexual partners our, our females are likely to encounter. Really? Yeah, the the gorilla kingdom is a patriarchal setup where he's got a harem, and those girls are all monogamous. There's no sexual competition between him and other right. males. He has his own, he's ha- his harem, so he has a little dick. <laughs> he doesn't have to have a big dick, whereas chimps have big dicks. Those chimp bitches are freaks. They're just out there getting <laughs> they freak on. You know, <laughs> and the, with human beings, they found that the more um, promiscuous, and this actually in the animal kingdom as well, the more promiscuous the females are, the larger the testicles are of the males. Yeah, it was even theorized that there's specific sperm that go after and kill other sperm. That's their only j- duty is to go after and attack the sperm of other. But it turns out that that was just kind of crazy speculation, or at least it's uh, mostly agreed by <clears throat> smart folks who in the know about the subject that that's probably bullshit, or most likely bullshit. But it's fascinating nonetheless to think that your balls grow, which is fact, that you develop more sperm when you're around whores. that's real man that means since i went to san diego state i should have gigantic fucking oh really was san diego state filled with with slutty girls san diego state is like yeah it's like if you're too dumb to get into like a good school oh really but you still wanted to party and fuck a bunch of people wow you were and you were a girl you went to san diego state this sounds like a movie how about we pitch it you write it and uh, (laughs) i know a dude who knows what's that dude's name justin timberlake (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we could do it man we can make this happen dude one time i was i was at the uh i was at the zoo speaking about the sperm thing and this monkey was in the corner just jacking off in the corner of the zoo but and all the other monkeys were in a circle talking and uh and so he jerks off and he finishes into his hand right? no way yeah he finishes into his hand but he's just standing there he's not doing anything yet and then he walks over to the group of monkeys that's talking and he smears it on this one monkey's face and then he runs away right and so I'm like, oh my god! I can't believe I saw this. So she doesn't freak out or like go crazy or get upset. She just like calmly wipes her face, smells it, and then licks it. And then she walks over to him and puts her ass up, and they start fucking. Whoa! Yeah. So the way he got her to fuck him was to come on her face real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Oh my god! That is to me, black cats. Those big black cats are the scariest fucking thing I can see. Even for whatever reason, more scary than tigers, because tigers you like you almost feel like you could never fight back. Right. Yeah. But if you got attacked by a jaguar, it's like man, maybe you might be able to live. Because they're not that big. Well, they're they're I pretty they're, big, two hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah <laughs> fucking. But look out! Look at the muscles on that thing. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. If that thing wanted that, to fuck you, is that a jaguar fucking a cheetah? No, no, no. No, they're 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 both leopards. Oh. Um, and um, oh, yeah, the leopards are black too. Like the uh, like what the black ones. What they are is like <laughs> he actually has spots on them. They're just it's most of his body is a spot. I bet they vary oh, a little like, bit. Oh Jesus! Yeah. I wonder upset. if it sounds like a car alarm right there. They look so badass. It's such a freaky cr- creation by yeah. by nature. I mean, look look at the. Just the physical form of this thing, just designed only to kill. Yeah, it's really strong, really fast, and wants to attack things that move in front of it, like a ball of yarn. It's got such a kill drive. Yeah, you, you roll a ball in front of it, it jumps on the ball. Look at this. She's reaching back, getting the dick into the. <laughs> she helped him. Yeah, she's, she's she gave him a reach she's, around. Yeah, she's reaching down right now, trying to get it in. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, she is. Yeah. And uh, look at him. He's trying he's like, to right get his here, little right dick here. going. <laughs> oh. Uh, there. Man, you need to grow a big right, dick. See? Nah, Bitch, let me I try got, to get this. I got this. a harem. I got a harem. Uh, let me help you. Out. All right, gotta get back. Look there. at the size of his fucking arms. Jesus, Jesus. Christ, man. Oh, here we go. He fingered out the lounge <laughs> <Yeah>. position. <laughs> he's got a lounge style. <laughs> he's like sitting back and he's got her, his hand on her shoulders. Like, bitch, you ain't going nowhere. Just let me hold on to you right here. <laughs> Look at the size of his fucking body. He shot oh. off. Oh. <laughs> and she's just checking. She, she knows how to properly do it. You hold it in there and get make sure all the cum gets in your vagina. So yeah, she gets that, pregnant. that is what she's doing, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. She's keeping the cum in the yeah. vagina. Yeah, that's what wow. they that's what they do uh, on some some sides of this in Los Angeles. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the size of her bones, like when she oh, puts look. her hands up. Look at the size of the bones in the hand. That thing would fuck you up. Oh, Jesus. my God. It would fuck you up. Look at the size of that fucking thing. And it's, it's, it's crazy that they only eat, like, vegetables, too. Yeah. yeah. The gorillas are insanely aggressive, insanely strong, and they, they eat, like, broccoli. How do they get... Well, yeah, where are they getting their protein from to get those big-ass muscles? Well, believe it or not, most vegetables have very high levels of protein, especially leafy green vegetables. We just think of protein as only being associated with animals, you know, right. like eating steak or so. But there's a lot of protein in kale. Kale is a massive amount of protein. In it. So does broccoli. If you eat like mad quantities of that stuff, you can get all almost everything that you can get from meat, except like the weird shit, like aggression. You don't get the, the there's something aggressive you get out of eating meat. Right. I think there's something I I really do firmly believe that there's some something that happens when your body processes the fact that it's eating animal protein that makes you more aggressive. I really do believe it does. Is there any part of you, Joe, that, that in the following fo- photo that gets you kind of turned on? All right, ready? Ready, go. Mm, oh. Wow, you got to think that's tight. It's all swollen and shit. Like if it's completely, if it's, <laughs> there's if it's, no way that could be loose. Look how painful it looks. If, if, if you, you get, get it cleaned out really well done, like they take, it might they be worth it. it. It might feel so good. It might be worth it. Yeah. You might if you don't. If you could look off at the horizon while you fuck that thing. Yeah. I mean, look, it's basically like a flashlight. How big is that? I, I don't know. That's, that's about. A huge. That's a. That's like a humongous uh, uh, pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's hard to. I don't know. I think there's a small monkey. Justin, would, Justin the, would you take bag. it? Would you take that? Would, if, would it was, I, if it was detailed and cleaned out? If that, if that baboon ass was detailed? Is that what that is? Is that a baboon? Yeah. It is, right? Yeah. What a, what a, what a weird animal a baboon is. It looks like a dog, sort of. Yeah. yeah. You know, just get a pull up a, another picture of a baboon's head, man. 
Baboons, uh, they've also figured out how to raise dogs. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, baboons are so smart. They, um, they actually steal puppies um, from, uh, from the mothers, and uh, they raise them, and they raise them as guards, and they, uh, they feed them, and they keep them around so that they can sleep, and the dogs stick around. The dogs will bark wow. when something's going on. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. It's fucking incredible, man. They're smart enough to realize that if you keep dogs, you take them when they're puppies, you keep them around, they lock on to you, and you're the daddy. Just keep feeding them and then they they bark when some shit comes around dude i was watching this nature show the other day and it was all these wolves were hunting they were following them and so it was all these wolves and they were it was they were in between these two mountains that sort of funneled into this one little place so all the wolves are together all of them leave but one one stays in this little like funnel and then they scare up some animals and the animals run down to the funnel and then that wolf that's waiting there for them like jumps on them right so it means they like made a plan and somehow non-verbally told one of the wolves, like, you stay here and we'll scare up prey that'll run to you and then you fuck it up. Jesus Christ. That's, it's like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, how are they communicating like that? Like, how's that happening? It's amazing. Here's baboons. Yeah, what a weird looking animal. Look at their faces. Every morning, they leave the safety of the cliffs to forage for food. That's like a lion monkey. Check out those asses. Look at it. That is a really weird ass. Why is the ass oh, like so that? I don't know. As the females, up to 40 pounds. Is that Oprah? And they <laughs> Look at that girl. That's a huge fist. dick. Wow. wow. Look at how the they climb. Holy out of line. shit, that's incredible. Why is Oprah doing it? It's confusing me. But that, it's amazing. They fight on these walls. Oh, he just bit the shit out of some bitch. Oh, fuck. She got crazy. She did, he just bit her. Oh, she's mad. She's really she's mad. She's definitely, like, letting him know, but... Well, she fucked up. He looks mean. What a creepy fucking animal. Hamadryas baboons travel overland in large groups for a reason. There are predators here. Leopards, hyenas, and cheetahs. Look at that face. So yeah. freaky looking, man. The they do. They have those like dog snouts. Wow. Oh it's like Avatar God. shit right there. It's yeah. totally Avatar shit. Look at that. Then it seems conscious. Suddenly, they've got company. But it looks like an animal. Look at that. Oh. Another army of baboons has also made camp on these oh, cliffs. Oh, fuck baboon war. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which could spell <laughs> trouble. Baboon trouble. Hamadryas baboons will fight over food. Why is, why is Oprah doing this? <laughs> she loves baboons, like all of us. She likes the baboon ass as they, much as I do. They really are like avatar creatures, man. Yeah. yeah. Is, is Oprah Africa. playing the piano also? I'm so happy that Africa exists. Yeah. But it can suck my dick. I'm not going there. <laughs> I am not going there. That is a crazy spot, man. Yeah, you're just Look at all this. <laughs> You There's like a that? thousand baboons. Dude, look at what we're looking at. Can you imagine if this was in like North Dakota? Can you imagine if like you're driving in North Dakota and you have to deal with fucking packs of angry bandit it would be, hyenas? Wouldn't it be completely hilarious though? Like if a or, game show came in there and just built like a Toys R Us or like a restaurant and just see how long it lasts in, in baboon <laughs> like, country, like, like Olive Garden, <laughs> Africa. Dude, look at the baboons, man! This is insanity. On, on Fear Factor, you had to have done some kind of weird animal shit at some point. Well, we avoided most uh, dangerous animals except bulls. That was the dumbest episode that we ever did. There was only two episodes where I ever um, protested what we were doing. Oh, he's just jacking people. 
Oh, this baboon is ruthless. Did he kill her? Yeah, I think he oh, did. Oh, whoa. That was That's fucked up. Life. That was the life series. Or, and death, too. Sunday's at um, There's only two episodes of Fear Factor that I ever protested. I said we shouldn't do. Not shouldn't do, but I was like, I, I was like wow, you guys serious? One of them was riding a bull. I was like, "This yeah. is you guys are crazy." The, we, it was, we had an old stunt team that, when the, in the early days of Fear Factor, they took, they were, you know, stunt guys are rough dudes. You know, they're like, eh, "Someone's gonna get hurt." You know, we're gonna be all right, but someone might get hurt. They were willing to take like way more chances, so they put people on these bulls. And I go, "Hey man, I go, is are these safe?" I go, "These are fucking bulls, man. How do you know they're gonna be safe?" He goes, "Well, these are the training bulls. Then they're, they're not even that aggressive." I'm like, do they know they're training bulls? <laughs> right. do, you, do they know? I think they just think they're bulls. Right. <laughs> the fu- that thing is huge. Like a bull is another avatar creature. Yeah. A bulls are ridiculous. This giant, stupid fucking cunt of an animal with huge horns, and you're going to ride it, and it's locked in a cage. They're going to open up the cage. You're going to hold on to this bull. The fuck out of here. That's one of the dumbest <laughs> things I've ever heard in my life. I was like, you guys are just totally rolling the dice as whether or not these people are going to be okay. And that's exactly what happened over and over again. People were flying through the air, man. Everybody got launched off. You just, you're going to get launched off, period. And you might get stomped. Yeah. You might get kicked in the face. You might have to get your whole head reconstructed. Yeah. That's not a joke. It could stomp on you. Poor cow. We got oh. the size of his dick. It's got straw on it and shit, dirty bastard. Look at the size of that fucking bull, man. He's going to milk that shit. Look at the size of the muscles on that bull. Again, eats grass. That's yeah. all he's eating, and he's aggressive as fuck. Aggressive as fuck from eating hay. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you up. He's huge. He's got a giant dick, and he eats hay. Wait, what was the other one you protested? And look at this bull sex. What was the other one? The what? other Fear Factor episode you oh, protested. That was the donkey semen one. They had oh. a giant donkey semen. They. Uh, I thought that was the dumbest thing ever. I was like, you can't get people to drink cum, man. I don't care if it comes from a donkey. Not like these volumes. <laughs> It was like 24 ounces. It was such a stupid amount of cum. It was like, there's no way you could do this. This is not right. You can't do this. Uh-oh. And they were like, well, it passed standards and practices, and you know we could do it. I'm like, okay. Hey, what's bull sex as a term in sex world? Bull sex? Yeah. I don't know. What is it? Because Never when I Googled it. image it, I, there's a lot of crazy shit that came up. It's probably some gay shit. Yeah, maybe. Don't be looking at that. If you do, don't throw up in the keyboard. <laughs> Wait, is there a bathroom Don't panic. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Straight cool. out into the back. This door is locked. For your safety, because we were worried about you. But if you unlock that and go straight, take the dead star babies out of the way. The other way. Powerful. Oh, powerful Justin Halpern. Yeah, cool dude, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Southern California kid. Grew up in San Diego. Where are you going to be this weekend? This weekend, I'm in Calgary, bitch. Is your show sold out? Uh, the first show sold out. The second show, there's some tickets left for the 10 o'clock show. It's uh, at the Jack Singer Concert Hall. I tweeted it today. Um, I, can't, I can't tell you the, the link because it's so stupid. It's one of those a million you know, character-long links. But it's um, if you go to uh, my Twitter today, it's today is uh, the 18th of July. And it's uh, this Friday night, so it's two nights from now. It's me, Ari Shafir, and Duncan Trussell. First show sold out. And then we got a 10 o'clock show that still has some tickets available. And then there's a UFC the next night. Powerful Calgary making shit happen up there in Canada. Yeah. I love Canada, dude. That's where you got to go when the shit hits the fan. Vancouver. Yeah, it's a good spot. Perfect for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of ecstasy. A lot of Asian chicks. <laughs> Mountains. 
skiing. I know how much you love to ski. If there was a redheaded Asian, I think that would be the best combination Damn. in the whole entire world. Do you ever? Because I I saw a blonde Asian in San Diego, and it was such a weird combo that that's that's hmm. rare. If I was, was Asian, it a blonde bleach blonde, or was it a freak of nature? It was. It looked like white hair. Hmm. Like it looked like Matrix. Those guys so from the she Matrix. Bleached it. She bleached it white. She bleached it white, and it it, it was really cool because it was like a blonde girl that looked like an alien. Till you get down to those pubes, those butthole hairs that she hasn't kept up with. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Asians don't have the, hair. They don't. No, they're, that's, they were, they were designed that's to to get rid of the, I've the seen armpit, porn. armpit I've seen hair. Asian porns. They have, well, they have there's hair. there's they different have, kinds of Asians, but like, Doug Stan, Stanhope does a whole bit about uh, Asian porn hair, about it being like like rat hairs or like what's he? I forget what he says. Rat whiskers. or well, something. Well, I mean, they they have pubes, but they don't yeah. have like armpit hairs usually, or leg uh, hairs, or face hair. And, like you never I really think see. We're talking about pubes, though, son. Oh uh, no, I was talking about. Oh, wait. I don't remember. <laughs> San Diego is uh, one of my new favorite places to go. Hanging out at that American Comedy Company yeah. made me realize like, how, what a great spot that is. Like that whole area, the, the whole hangout area. Mm-hmm. You what know? is that? What is that? that area called again remember where all the bars were it was called what's that area uh, brewery not the brewery district that's columbus you're you're san diego gas lamp gas, oh, yeah, gas, gas lamp. lamp it's such a great spot man we were uh, just there for uh we did some shows at the american comedy company and we were like what a nice area this is like everybody's walking around it's like really cool i like the Hernandez hotel by the way that place is yeah fat. very nice it's that 10 year 15 years ago that was like skid row really is yeah they skid redid row the whole thing Nah, See, San that's Diego where really that's where I like more Republican uh, government. You know, that's where I like like conservative government. That's where that's one of the things I like about a place like San Diego and its military presence. They like have way less bullshit going on. Oh yeah, you know, San Diego is like even even when like there'll be some at the bar Saturday night. There'll be some guys that let loose, and there'll be some fights and stuff, but. It's pretty well policed. I mean, like, and it's they not They would like, never let it get to be where Skid Row is in no, L.A. They would no never way. let it get that far. L.A. Skid Row is ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. I think... It, that it, wouldn't happen in San Diego. They would never let it happen. And there's some not. bad things about that, like where they keep trying to close the pot shops down and they, you know, arrest people for... They're really aggressive about that. You can't buy that. alcohol after midnight yeah. unless it's at a bar. Yeah, they're aggressive about that. But you know what? That's how you keep a nice community. That's, it sucks, but it's true. That's the only way they could make downtown work. Yeah. Downtown was crazy before then. Wow. So uh, what started the change? There was just some developers came in and were like, listen, we're going to pump a ton of money into downtown. If you give us the permits, we'll pump the money in. Wow. And so our government, I mean, now our government's all fucked in San Diego, but... but What's wrong with it now? Oh, all the, the, all the councilmen stuff got busted for like... Oh, yeah. He was trying to fuck girls, right? And stuff. Yeah. So we're broke now. The city's actually kind of went bankrupt. Someone get, did he get sued? Did that and uh, he handed out some contracts to dudes who own strip clubs and stuff. Oh no, he didn't. Yeah, did he really. There was a bunch of shit. That <clears throat> oh, that's happened. beautiful. Yeah. So he was rocking it old school. Oh yeah. Old school corruption style. They were. He was trading contracts basically for hookers. Whoa. Like the strippers would, you know, like he'd go and they'd fuck him and. Strip for him and all kinds of shit, and then he would hand out contracts Beautiful. To, to the owners. Sounds the like he's living like a king. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody came along that was hating. The guy obviously <laughs> exactly. had a good racket, and they were hating on the dude. Everything was going fine, and some Seemed buzz like kill. Good place to live. <laughs> guy like that running shit is going to be happy all the time. So, 
But yeah, downtown, they totally like revitalized it. And so it was just these one group, this one group of developers that just uh, started with the money and then it all... It's then amazing everybody that it followed on. suit. It's amazing. Yeah. It's something to learn from because I'll tell you, that, uh, that place where the American Comedy Company is is, is really awesome. Really yeah. fun. Yeah, it's really cool. Is that Brian's, that uh, chicken and waffle Brian's place? Brian's 24. Oh, Jesus. Right yeah. next door to it? Yep. It's a fucking sweet area, man. And there's a lot of big police presence there, too. A lot of cops. We saw Dude, tons, yeah. tons, tons which is, of cops. By the way, which is good. Keeps people from douching. Yeah, but no, no place to smoke weed. Was that's annoying. True. That's that an, really that's annoying. annoying. You better they not have get caught like, smoking weed should, anywhere in San Diego. Really? Is it that bad? It's, dude, you, yeah. They don't fuck around. They don't really? fuck around. They no. treat it like it's uh, like, like cocaine or something? Yeah, same. It's like coke. Wow. So they go federal? They go federal on you in San Diego? They don't have to, and they do. Really? Yeah. How bad do they do it? Like, what do they do? Know uh, anybody? Know anybody's been arrested? Yeah, or? my buddy was just smoking a joint on the street. Um, stupidly, he was drunk, so smoking a joint on the street, and he was in jail for five days. Uh, he had like all kinds of charges brought up on him, like Whoa. they, they like bullshit stuff, like intent to sell and stuff like like stuff. Where he's just a guy smoking a joint on the street, you know? What I mean? Wow, I, I was smoking and a lot of joints this weekend. They just try to oh, when con- big conventions come in, then they're chill. Oh. oh, they play nice, nice. Yeah, Comic Con. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get busted for anything. Whoa, that's weird. That's even yeah. creepier. So this guy was in jail for five days. He's in jail for five days. He couldn't figure out why. They, he like, they kept saying he kept saying he's like, when do I? He was broke, so he's like, he's like, when do I get out? They're like, I'm not sure. They like held him for five days. Why did they do that? Because they just wanted to make a point. I mean, they just, so they don't even charge you with anything. They just hold you. He ended up getting charged. I can't remember what he got charged for, but he had a he had a, it was a big fine, and it was like a shitload of community service. It was like worse than getting a DUI. Wow, that's wow. crazy. For just smoking one joint. How long just, ago was this? Maybe like a year and a half ago. Wow. wow. Yeah. Fuck San Diego. Uh, I, just, <laughs> I just ruled San this, Diego right off the list. Is this real life? Yeah. Like, it's how real can life. they do that in the state of California? Because the state of California is really, when it comes to drugs, especially when it comes to Schedule 1 stuff, which means Schedule 1 means that it doesn't mean it's the most dangerous, but it means that it's, it has no medical purpose. So, like, the thing about marijuana is it's lumped in there with, like, crystal meth and things that are useless. It's like lumped in there with yeah. like the worst drugs. It's the, the idea is that it's, it has no value. But then Schedule 2 is cocaine. Schedule 2 is heroin because there's medical uses for them. Wow. Yeah, so it's... Fuck that. It's ridiculous. So federally, they're allowed to go after it as a, a federal crime, even if under the state, you know, it's legal. It's a very tricky situation. It's- like the DEA can always come in and bust these medical marijuana places federally because yeah. federally it's a schedule one drug still the classification's insane i mean it's at, at this point in time look first of all tommy chung the guy on our our show is a perfect example of that he's been using this hemp oil to uh to treat his cancer he has cancer of the prostate yeah i read about and that. he's he's 99 cancer free now holy shit yeah and he's been using this hemp oil shit and he's like i just use it religiously i changed my diet i started eating healthy and boom Sons of bitches. My, uh, and the federal government would come in and make that yeah. illegal. My cousin is a farmer, quote unquote. Quote unquote. In, in uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. No, he's a farmer up by Humboldt. Oh, they, oh Jesus. He's yeah, for real. He's a for real. Um, but he sells to like dispensaries and stuff. So it's like kind of on the up and up. I mean, he sort of. He didn't always. But he's, he told me, he's like, yeah, at any time the feds can come in here and throw me in jail. Like, big it's time so jail. crazy. And they take all your money. Yeah. And they just choose when to do it. And anybody that's making any noise, like they uh, had that show Weed Wars, 
Remember that show? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw that. I'm like, they're going to get busted. Boom, they got busted. Like right the after show, the, the show got busted. Yeah, but the guy who made it was one of the guys they were featuring on the show. He, was, he, had, he runs this big medical marijuana dispensary. And when you run, a, I mean, I think there's something somewhere in the provisions where it's like you're not supposed to make like a lot of profit. And so like when you are a part of a big thing, a medical marijuana collective, you're responsible for, even though a lot of money is coming in, you have to like make sure that it goes to places like goes to like you have to give some of it away to charity, pay your employee. And you can't be making a lot of money off of it. Right. And when there's millions of dollars made, they just assume you're making a lot of money. It doesn't matter what you're doing with the numbers, whether it's legit or not. In their opinion, they're like, this guy's too big. We've taken him down. And so they just go after you. And if you have a safe, they take your money and fucking good luck getting that back. They take all your pot and they're probably going to sell it. You know, yeah. I don't know what they do with it. It's, if it's legal in the state, I mean, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do with it? I mean, they, they, I mean, why would they burn it when it's probably worth millions of dollars? They would. Be, what do you want to do here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what does happen to all that pot? It's a good question. If you ask Tommy Chong, he says they steal it. What happens, like, they get a huge drug bust crossing it. the border? They burn it. They burn it? They burn it. Yeah. They do it in Mexico. I know they burn it in Mexico. They burn the Coke. They burn, um, they burn uh, I don't know if they do that anymore. Was it one was it one of the shows with Anthony Bourdain? I forget where he was. He was in some South American company, country rather, where they had this giant bust of cocaine, and he was there while they lit the cocaine on fire. Wow. Yeah, and he was like, you know, like they were all all the cops had thrown this stuff into like this ditch, and they're gonna like pour gasoline on it, and light it on fire. I'm like, I would not want to be anywhere in any shape connected to that fucking event. <laughs> that looks like it's costing some drug dealer some serious fucking money, and you're gonna put that on a TV show? I'd be like, oh fuck that, <laughs> man. Not my show, bitch. Did you read that thing? There was a thing in the New York Times magazine a couple of weeks ago about this the biggest drug dealer in Mexico, like drug cartel guy. And uh, in one part of the essay, they said that he was having trouble figuring ways to get it to the U.S. So he just kidnapped some scientists and had them build him a submarine <laughs> to ship fucking coke oh, to the U.S. Oh, my God. Where did he kidnap the scientists from? Ah, I can't remember where they said, but like he basically just grabbed two scientists. He was like, hey, build me a Coke submarine. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that fucking job? And (laughs) are you going to get out? Are they ever going to let you free? Why would he ever let you free? You built him a Coke submarine. (laughs) He's going to let you free? You're in. Once you build the Coke submarine, you're in. As long as you keep producing shit for him, maybe he'll keep you alive. Eventually, you're going to run out of shit to do, and you know too much. Yeah. You know where the Coke machine's parked. <laughs> they got a fucking Coke machine that goes underwater. I mean, that's what it is. It's a yeah. Coke, it's a, it's a, it's a real live Coke machine. The crazy thing is, is like how much money is he making that he's just like, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but just here's a couple of mil. couple of mil. Happens. Probably even more than that. It's probably many, many millions yeah, to create right. a submarine. Yeah. Do, I mean, you'd have to bring in some serious engineers. You'd have to bring in some fabricators. I mean, you want to start from scratch? Like, how are you going to do this? Where are you going to get this submarine? <laughs> you start, you're really going to build one? Man, that is no joke. What's going to propel this thing? What are you, what are you using for fuel? <laughs> how are you igniting it underwater? You know what you're doing? This is like, <laughs> you need, you need a, of some really specialized education to build a fucking submarine, all right? That's no small achievement. No. You're going to have to call some other people, dude. I wonder how many, I wonder how many scientists he kidnapped. That, yeah, it, it, it was crazy because it said that, uh, it said that, he had built these giant tunnels underground 
that had like bathrooms in them and all kinds of shit. And then one of the tunnels got found out. That's when he was like, I'm so sick and tired of like building these gray tunnels. I'm going to build a submarine. The submarine. Wow. <laughs> wow. And imagine how terrifying it is to be in a submarine. <laughs> Filled with coke. Oh my god! <laughs> you're you're in the dudes. ocean, filled with coke, and you're totally, by the way, illegally there. You're not supposed to be there. So at any point in time, they could just light you up with missiles from yeah. a distance. You know. Also, two dudes made it like under duress, so there might be some <laughs> like problems with it. It might be a bomb. It might wait to get underwater and blow <laughs> yeah. you up. You cunt. You made me build a fucking sub, <laughs> but then they'd probably kill the guy for sure. Imagine if the, the sub blew up yeah that they would kill the guy who made it yeah they'd probably kill you anyway but they really kill you if it blows up that's the thing it's like if you do too well working for a drug cartel you're gonna die if you don't do well enough you're gonna die it's a terrible job really i really is. don't recommend it to anybody it's the most chaotic idea ever you're gonna get involved in the world of international drug selling you know, it's like the, the movie Scarface. How many future, like, crazy tycoon drug dealer dudes did that movie inspire? Seriously. <laughs> and, and really bad rappers. <laughs> Do you remember the episode of the La- was it um, Larry D- Curb Your Enthusiasm? We had um, Crazy Eye Killer. Yes. Is the rapper guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the funniest episodes ever. This really hilariously ridiculous, over-the-top rapper dude who loves Scarface. He had Scarface on 24-7 in his house. (laughs) It was so perfect. What a shit way to make a living, man. Trying to sell coke. Fuck. Like, you know it's going to end. It's like like you're on a train, and you don't know when it's going to hit the wall, but you know it's going to hit the wall. But until it hits the wall, you can party. Yeah. Well, that's what they said. They said that... So he lives, this guy, his name's El Chapo, and he lives Ooh. on the top of, like, a mountain somewhere in Mexico that has just, like, guards all around it, and he just has, like, whores flown in, and he has, <laughs> like, he has, like, whole soccer teams flown in to play for him. Oh, my like, God. Jesus But you're Christ. basically a prisoner. You can't, like, go out to dinner. Yeah, well, he serves sort of royal families. It. He's like a yeah. royal family. I mean, basically, yeah. right, we, we, we were talking about earlier. Very similar. Yeah. And why? Why does he exist? where it gets really cute it's all because of <laughs> the reason why organized crime exploded in america in the uh the early days of uh, the 20th century was because alcohol was illegal for a few years and during that prohibition that's when the um organized crime families that were selling the alcohol got strong because they were making a fuckload of money yeah and then they once you have money you have momentum you have momentum you're creating crime people are getting rich and there was a lot of money in selling booze. People wanted booze. The government was fucking stupid, and they tried to keep it from the people, and it became chaos. And that's exactly what's going on in Mexico. A big part of what's going on in Mexico is because of the drug war and because Mexico is a poor country that's right next to a rich country. And the best way to make money when you're connected to the rich country is sell them illegal shit. Yeah. That's the best way. Is there some shit that I have that you can't get? You need heroin. That's funny. I have heroin. <laughs> and then the next thing you know it, they're just selling you what you need. It's, it's just supply and demand. You know, they're like hustling. They're right next door to the machine. What does the machine need? The machine needs Coke. You got to get a Coke. And you don't even need to be like their product is so good that you can have a fucking retard sell it and he can sell out of it. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't when, even need talented like especially sales Coke, salesmen. Right? Yeah. Once Coke gets the, the, the Coke roll starts happening people want more and more and more and you're chasing the dragon with it 
that's a it's a dark thing when you watch someone chasing that that coke dragon it's a different thing than chasing the heroin dragon the heroin dragon it seems like the people are having actually having fun like the heroin's freaky to me because it seems like like when you talk to people that have had it and had the experience like it sounds so beautiful it it doesn't seem like it you know it 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 remains at one point in time almost almost worth some aspect of the loss that you're going to get from these right movies. right because it's such a, a mind-blowingly beautiful thing when you do get to trip but it eventually ero- erodes yeah i have a buddy who did a lot of heroin in in college and he like made it out and i was mm. and you know and most people are just like that fucking evil drug i hate it like when they talk about their drug addictions he was like, man, heroin was so great. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't do it because it just fucked me up. But, like, it was so great. <laughs> it's supposed to be, like, the most beautiful, loving feeling ever. But just it's such a trick because it's horrendous for your yeah. fucking body. It's horrendous. It's really dangerous. You become Why does it make addicted you, to it. Do your teeth fall out if you're on heroin? Um, I no, that's meth. You're probably just not taking care of yourself. Yeah. It's not like the drug makes your teeth fall out. You just become a, a fucking <laughs> yeah, cockroach. Meth heads, meth heads and a lot of coke yeah. heads from grinding their teeth and stuff oh, like that. God. Yeah, that's it's <laughs> fucked up how many drugs there are that can jack you, legal or illegal. It's just it's amazing how many things that we become physically connected to. And you know, and it's I don't understand the physi- the physical part of it. I can completely understand uh, like uh, people that are obsessed with things and get gambling addictions and things along those lines. I can understand that kind of addiction, but the physical addiction doesn't. It doesn't. I don't have that 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 gene. Whether it's for alcohol right. or a cigarette, or I don't have that. But I know people who do. They can't do anything. They can't have a, a one simple sip of wine. And then next thing you know, they'll be on this nutty downward spiral where they're doing shots and they're out of control and they're saying things they'll never remember. I mean, that's a that's a weird fucking aspect of being a human. It's got to be genetic, partly genetic. But what's the benefit of it? It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, what's that? What's the drug that? people are taking and then they're like eating people's faces off bath salts that's right what the fuck is bath salts yeah well the, it's funny that the the cops are trying to pretend that it was weed like if that guy was on weed and he <laughs> did that he's just an asshole it doesn't matter what drug he's taking it's not weed it's making you eat someone's face I, I think it was just he was a crazy person it could be that too yeah I mean, it could not doesn't have to just be a i drug. heard that bath salts aren't detectable because it's not exactly don't even know they what they're detecting test is, yeah. exactly they don't they don't have a test for it yeah because it's all a bunch of different shit they they apparently change molecules and kevin Pereira was explaining it to us uh scientifically they, they can take any sort of a molecule and they change it by adding an oxygen molecule it doesn't necessarily change the effect of the drug it's still affected but it became it becomes a different trip and in this trip you know this is when some people are doing some wacky shit and you can right. buy it at, over the counter at places you can buy it uh you know they call, call it bath salts because you're not it says not for human consumption so you can just buy it that's how they get around selling it. right 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 and like then people salvia. smoke it sort of Sort of, but you know, salvia is just a plant. Have you ever smoked salvia? Yes. What's that like? I don't know because I don't think I had a it's really like a good experience. Of mushrooms. I I've talked to some people like Ari who like thinks he might have lived like a whole month in another dimension, <clears throat> and then I'll say that again without coughing. He he felt like he lived a whole month in another dimension, and then when he came back, his instantaneous um like it was like he went in and out here for five minutes and he remembers most of the most of the time in that five minutes as a month-long journey 
that he had with these families and he created friendships and there's a, a great sense of loss when the trip was over because he would never see his friends again. And Salvia? Yeah. Jesus. When did he say yeah. that? Um, me and him had a long talk about it. Really? Because yeah. every time I've yeah. seen him do Salvia, it was not that. <laughs> well, you don't know, man. I mean, maybe he didn't tell you exactly what happened in his fucking freaky little five minute trip. Yeah. I so, didn't get there when, at all. When I talked to him, he was drowning and he couldn't, people were looking at him and all this other stuff. So but you're not I, it, conscious at no, all. No, no, no. I don't know how many times it depends how it depends how deep you go into it. Like when when I when I've done it, I've done like the forty times or the sixty times salvia. And what it felt like to me is if you've ever done like a, a whip it like a balloon where it's like wah 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 like it lasts like whatever three minutes five minutes. It was like that, but of mushrooms. Like you're just getting thrown into the most intense mushroom trip or acid trip ever, and then it goes away in like five minutes. And then you just feel like shit for like an hour or two hours afterwards. You just kind of feel like crappy, like worn out. But you got to take a lot of it and you got to do, it's got to be strong and you got to do it the right way. It's got to be heated the certain way. Crack, I didn't crack lighter. Yeah. I didn't get it right. I got it to where I uh, was like, I had an out of body experience, just a really simple out of body experience. Like I was over my right shoulder, like hovering, looking down at myself. And they would come like in waves. I would look at myself in waves from above. That was it. It only lasted for like five minutes. And Did I think, you feel like it was longer than five minutes? No. 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 felt pretty quick. I didn't even feel time. I don't think. That's why I'm surprised that Ari felt said that. Because you don't really. I don't think you ever even think of time. You just feel like you're dead. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure it's Ari. I, I mean, I, I don't. I can't believe I would fuck up and not think that maybe it was somebody else. But I'm pretty sure it was Ari. He said he had like a whole like month long friendships. That's, that's not, that doesn't <laughs> seem like Salvia. Well, maybe it is, man. Maybe you just need to take it at the right time. You know, who maybe knows? You're not trying hard enough to make fucking friends on your trip. <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe you're not really reaching out while you're tripping. Mm. I think uh, <laughs> I think it's possible that you know you get different Salvia that's different potency, and you take it at you know. See, this is more like Salvia. This is when I did it. <laughs> this is you. Yeah. Wait, this is actually you? He's actually tripping here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Oh, my stomach. You look like you're taking a you shit. You look like you're shitting out sand I and seashells. Was, I thought I was on a water slide or something. No. Like, and I thought my face melted off. You're good, you're like, good man. Me? Hmm? How you feeling? Oh, my God, dude. Stop this. This is embarrassing. <laughs> we played it before a million times. We? You and I? Yeah. When did we do this? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think was it was one, one of your other friends. Maybe it was Ice House Chronicles. I wasn't there. How dare you? No, I, I mean, I've, you've seen this before. I've showed it to you before. I really don't think I've seen it. Really? That's yeah. craziness. Yeah, it is craziness. I've yeah. seen Ari's. I saw Ari when he got mad at yeah. you. When he was chipping. It's not good. <laughs> Legal. There you go. Bam. That shit's legal. It's still That's legal. Ama- How's that legal? It's, well, they didn't yeah, know. It's not 100% legal anymore. Well, they're slowly starting to sneak it out, but it's not scheduled. It's not like Schedule 1, you know. It's, it's illegal like, in like some marijuana. places. Marijuana. Yeah, they've started to yeah, make it legal. Like, illegal, rather. Um, but they didn't know. There's some other shit that's, that's legal, too. There's some stuff that they don't know about that's like, you know... 5-methoxy-dimethyltryptamine, that's, like, that's legal. You could buy that. You used to be able to buy it online. You used to be able to buy it from uh, research chemical companies, not for human consumption. You'd be able to buy it online, and it, it would just blow your fucking mind. You'd, you'd go to another dimension. Totally legal. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. Not for human consumption, though. I think if you use it, you're actually in violation of the law. By virtue of the fact that it's chemically related to something that's illegal, it's like really close, like a cousin to something that's illegal, yeah, who, who like what scientist is sitting there like figuring out what's Assholes. gonna fuck you up and not <laughs> asshole scientists? <laughs> asshole scientists created bath salts. What a douchebag! 
You know, there's dudes out there working on the cure for AIDS. The guy's like, nope, I want some <laughs> scarier meth. Yeah. <laughs> some meth that even meth people <laughs> would tell you to quit. Bath salts. We're just getting weirder and weirder as a society. Have you heard of Jenkum? Yes, that's not real though. It's not. No, apparently. it's like a wives' tale. Yeah, it's apparently horseshit. What is it? Uh, a drug that uh, they make with uh, poop. Oh yeah, that's fake. <laughs> it's fake. Yeah. Fuck! I wanted that to be real. It just. I for thought the it was story. real too. I thought it was real too. I think maybe people have tried it, but I don't think it works. I'm sure. <laughs> That'd I'm, be I'm sure it will trip you out. Yeah, I would imagine (laughs) smelling shit. That's your drug of choice, boy. When you want to talk about like how bad Africa must suck, that someone's willing to believe that, because you know if you were saying in Detroit they're smoking their own shit, you'd be like, no, they're not. Stop making that up. They're not not sniffing shit water to get high in Detroit. Stop it. But in Africa, you're like, well, they probably are. (laughs) Yeah, I mean they're, they're figuring out some way to get fucked up there. You immediately assume they were right. (laughs) <laughs> it seems like okay it's, uh, what, what else am I supposed to believe they smoke Africa's, their shit Africa they smoke their shit you ever seen the one uh, video on uh, African uh, fish farming where they have like a pond filled with fish no. and they run in with baskets they, everyone runs in everyone in the town runs in into the, uh, into the water and, and catches the fish with, uh, with nets and with their hands. Like, it's just like that stock? Thousands of people. And they run in and they catch every fish in this pond. It's a shallow pond. They catch them all with their hands in baskets and shit and they do it all at once. Huh? Who is it? That's Damarera? Powerful Damarera. Let him, let him come on in. That's, yeah. They just run into the... Yeah, it's crazy. They run in. Have you seen that, Brian? The video where the dudes um, in Africa, they run into a, uh, a pond to fish for it. Mm-mm. Pull it up because it's crazy. See if you could find it. What should I say? African? Um, African pond uh, fishing with their hands village. See if you can find <laughs> Jankum butthole. See if you can find that. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to find it. Lucia, no, that's not it. You know that's not it. That's a little girl. How dare you? I don't know. Africans catch fish with their hands. Yeah. Uh, are you banging it, or is this a Google yeah, search? If, 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 if there's a fucking asteroid attack, and, and we're all just, like, back to, like, basic civilization, like, Africa's going to be, like, fucking New York, because <laughs> they're the only ones who know how to do anything. <laughs> like, I know. They could still, like, the people in the Congo that, like, catch fish by hanging from trees. Have you seen those guys? Yeah. Damarera, lad. How are you, sir? Damarera. Justin Halpern. Justin Halpern. Damarera. Nice to meet you. Damarera shows up nice and early for the Super Show, which will be taking place in less than one hour. Have a seat, Dom. Relax. You've got a cocktail. You look comfortable. (laughs) You got your notebook. The motherfucker never stops writing, ladies and gentlemen. Never stops. He's a pro. Yeah, anywhere you want to sit, man. So Justin, let me let me. We're gonna end this podcast and we'll we'll uh, start the Ice House Chronicles in a while after we come back from a break. But Justin, you have a new book out. Um, uh, it's called "I Suck at Girls." Yeah. And uh, tell me, uh, why do you suck at girls? You seem like a handsome, intelligent guy. <laughs> I, I looked at the cover and I said, this doesn't even make sense. I can understand that you have a crazy dad and he's very entertaining. But what's what the? <laughs> Is I it suck just at a girls? misprint? Was it supposed to be? A, yeah, yeah, you suck girls. No, <laughs> yeah, that was that was the original <laughs> title. Uh, no, I mean, it mostly takes place in the past. Uh, I mean, it's all chronicled. It's like nonfiction story. My dad's in a lot of them. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid. He's in it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just basically like a bunch of stories everybody has about you know your fucking shitty proms and this, then you know uh, losing your virginity and. Do you ever like, worry about running out of dad stories? Uh, it's a resource. It's been very good to you. Uh, what if you amazing. tap that vein and dry it out? I know. I might have tried it out with this book. <laughs> 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 like That's I, hilarious. I, I maybe have a few left. I mean, it, yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I figure I'll, like, I'll let them all out there, and hopefully, I won't need I won't need any more. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my fun, heroin. Man. That's my junkum. <laughs> well, you know, as a, a guy trying to make it as a screenwriter, what a fucking awesome break that was for you. Oh, I mean, the amazing. whole thing was just so it, the, the, it's so fortunate and so interesting. Yeah, I love when stories like that happen. I love when it shows that there's a lot of like really talented, funny people out there. They just never do anything with it. There's a lot of people out there that are really funny and really talented, but for whatever reason, nothing clicks for them. They, they can't figure out how to make that connection to it manifesting itself in the real world. Yeah. It's just they become these really funny people that have jobs working for you know whatever company, insurance company or whatever it is. And for whatever reason, they just never fucking figured their way into the river. They never, never crawled to the bank. They yeah. just didn't have the balls to jump in. It's yeah. too bad. I mean, for me, it was just like, it, it was such an, a crazy break, right? It was like lightning in a bottle. And then luckily I had sort of been doing, I'd been writing for a few years. So it was like, all right, well, you know. Let me get my shot. Like let me yeah. take my let me take my bat. You know, surf see what baby. Happens. Yeah. Ride that board. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's an awesome story. I love hearing stories like that, where someone just is doing something good, and just by virtue of the fact that other people are telling other people and it spreads, and then then everybody hears about it. That's how I heard about it. I didn't read it in any publication or anything. Everybody was like, "Dude, check this out. This guy's hilarious." And I would go check it. I read a few of them, laughed out loud. Oh, follow this guy. It's funny. It's funny how it happens, man. It's beautiful. It's a real organic occurrence. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it, it's been, it's definitely like, I, it, it's funny too, because like after the TV show got canceled, people were like, oh, you must have been so fucking pissed. I'm like, dude, I got a TV show on the air for writing down fucking shit. <laughs> Are you stupid? Like, I'm, I'm happy about everything. I could, yeah. Like nothing, you know, there's nothing that was going to bum me out about that's that. That's a great attitude. And <laughs> totally. that's so important to for success in life to have that kind of attitude and just enjoy it and appreciate it. Work hard, enjoy it, and appreciate it. So many people, and then something happens, and then it goes away from them. They can never appreciate that they ever even did it. Yeah. It's just neurosis trying to get to the next level or stay on that level or you know get the next thing so you don't feel like you're drowning. You know, it's, uh, Show business is a very weird world, man. It's very it, weird. Yeah, it's so funny too because like, and since then I've worked on a couple other shows, been on writing staffs of other shows and stuff, and and I've see, like that's how it is. Like every writer I work on the show with, he's like, "Fuck, this is so this is gonna get canceled. What the <laughs> fuck am I gonna do next year? This is fucking bullshit. I hate this job." I'm like, dude, I, like two years ago I was waiting tables. Like that's kind of a shitty job yeah. like <laughs> we're sitting around making dick jokes for fucking 12 hours a day for a tv show you're yeah. a writer on a television yeah. show like is there there's not that many more prestigious positions in hollywood besides actor and producer yeah writer a creator there's a person who the creative force behind a tv show that's fucking huge there's not a lot of people that get to do that yeah that's a massive huge thing and like fuck i can't believe you shit it's gonna get canceled this fucking piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for people to appreciate shit man. it really is it's yeah a lot of negative cunts out here and plus in in hollywood it's also seems like unlike you where you just rode this 
you know, this opportunity and you capitalize on it and made the most of it. Some people just get failure after failure after failure after failure after minimal success. Minimal, and by the time they have a little bit of success, they're so like conditioned to failure and they're so worn down by it. Their spirit is broken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, they brought in cheeseburgers. Who ordered food? <laughs> You fucking savage. Look at you. You don't play games. Fuck a cow. Cow can suck it. And he got wings, too. <laughs> Brian's like, your, your diet can suck my dick. That's what he just said. All right, let's, let's wrap this thing up so Brian can have his food. Um, so if the people want to follow you, the actual you, it's Justin underscore yeah. Halpern at Twitter. Yep. So um, the other one, shit my dad says, is just shit. It's still shit yeah, my dad says, shit right? Yeah, shit my dad says. And um, is there anything else? Is there a website that they should go to? No, if they want to check out an excerpt of the book, it's just uh, I com. Just go buy the book. Yeah. And, and it's on Audible games. also. Yeah. Well, it I play games. On. Yeah, we already fucked that up. I was gonna, if I was going to do the Audible ad, I would have done it <laughs> at the beginning. Next <laughs> week, we have four podcasts, so we'll, we'll get that Audible ad in there. Um, so uh, your site is? Your website is? Uh, Do you not have a website? I don't. Okay. So Twitter, we got that covered. You got a Facebook page? I don't. You don't? Oh, shit. Brian says you don't need it. Is it over? Is it over, Brian? I think you're better off nowadays with a Tumblr. A Tumblr? Oops. Wow. For glitter tags? (laughs) That's why? Just for that alone? For animated gifts of dragons alone? (laughs) Tumblr's just better than Facebook. The wings of dragons that carry you. I don't use any of them anymore. It's All right. Twitter. Listen, you dirty bitches. This fucking show's over. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back with the Ice House Chronicles. If you want to listen to it, you want to listen live and watch live, it'll be on Ustream on this channel, Ustream.com, Ustream.tv forward slash Joe Rogan. And um, if you uh, want to get it in audio form, it is only available under Desquad on iTunes. And Desquad is a whole podcast network that Brian runs. That's his uh, shit on the side. And it's also our gay little nickname for us. <laughs> and Dom Herrera's in the Death Squad too, right, Dom? You've been writing that down on, on text. He, he writes down on text, Death Squad at the end. So when you got Dom Herrera representing Death Squad, you're doing all right, bitches. If you're around tonight, we got a show in about an hour. And uh, it'll be Dom Herrera, Dove Davidoff, Ari Shafir. Doug Benson. Doug Benson. Jason Tebow. Jason Tebow, Brian Redband, and moi. So we'll see you fucking dirty freaks very soon. Thanks, thanks for everything. Thanks for all the positive tweets and all the you know whatever it is that you guys do tuning into this show and 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 saying that you enjoy it is uh, the the best motivation we could ever possibly have to do it it's a very unusual circumstance we sort of stumbled into and uh we sort of just wound up in this situation when we're doing this podcast is not planned out at all but now that it's become a part of so many people's lives i definitely feel obligated and we're not going anywhere so uh, we want to thank you guys. Thanks to Onnit.com for sponsoring us. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code name Rogan and save yourself 10% off any of the supplements. Uh, it doesn't work with all the other shit. Look at you over there. While I'm talking about supplements, you're eating fries. <laughs> Shoving them dirty. Fries are so delicious. Wouldn't it be awesome if fries were good for you? That's what we need to get our Onnit scientists on. No, it wouldn't be the same because if fries were good for you, they wouldn't feel as good. They only feel don't put them away. I don't want it. Look at this burger and fries. I mean, put it away. Put it away. I got a show in an hour. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this show's over. Go get yourself some kettlebells and get your freak on. Justin Halpert, you're the fucking man. Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming. If you ever need anything, you need us to promote anything. Oh, go buy his book. His book, I Suck at Girls, available now. Go get it on Amazon. You can get it on a Kindle. 
Put it on your Kindle. Or go, should buy a hard form? Doesn't you get, matter. get more money with a hard form? paid the same. That gets paid the same. So go, go digital, you dirty bitches. Save a tree. All right, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Bye.